when I was watching the piece Mike Kozlop made mm -hmm. with you, mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit, is Mike hearing this for the first time? Like, is this shit like unfolding in front of him? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about it from his perspective. And then I read your most recent blog entry and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> what a dumb shit I am. How about you? You have your phone and, and your phone is letting you know via text messages that the world has now seen your story. <laughs> yeah. Had no one, who knew that, who knew your story? Nope. Nobody. Nobody. I mean, there might have been one or two. You know, everybody, everybody talks about, oh, Athena, you know, you're doing great. And everybody in the gym likes to celebrate the successes and things like that. But I don't think we ever really sit around and talk about backstories. Yeah, you know, like, like, the, like the origins. Yeah. Unless they're good, like, hey, when I was at Harvard, I... <laughs> right. Right. Did you see the podcast we did with Troy Peterson? I did. That's like... And I, I was looking, thinking back in, in hindsight on that. That's um, sexually assaulted for five years. Uh, 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 just abusive childhood. Um, goes to the military and kills and has best friends killed. And then puts on 100 pounds and then gets addicted to drugs. And then tries to commit suicide. <laughs> I mean, it's like all five... He covered all the he he covered all the bases and then he did CrossFit and like his shit started like it was like sifting out. Yep. Kind of still leaves you with the mess, you know. He's still dealing with it, but like sift away all the other just shit so he can like right. And d d d I remember after that after that podcast, I was like, man, I sh I should be feeling uncomfortable, but I didn't. But but I but in hindsight now I'm I'm kind of floored by it, but as as I watched the video that Mike Koslop made with you, mm -hmm. I, it was one of those ones where I had to stop in the middle and be like text someone, you know, because it goes through review process for publishers. I go, uh, have you seen this? Have you fucking seen this thing? Mm -hmm. It's gnarly. Thank you. Yeah, I mean it's profound. It's gonna change like, it's the kind of thing that changes people's lives, you know, like the viewers. We were filming, and. I'm telling Mike the story mm -hmm. and I've been talking for like 20 or 30 minutes or so. And all, this, all of a sudden I look up at Mike and he's looking at me like, Athena, I've been filming for the last 25 minutes or so. Are you okay with that? Well, it's out now, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, cause that's how intimate the story is. Yeah. You seem very, very confident. Do you like the way you present in the story as, I, a, as a human being? I do. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're cool as a cucumber. Yeah. You're confident. Um, but Troy had a, Troy has a plan. Like that's his, um, that's what he does now. You know what I mean? But you didn't go into this with the plan, right? Mm -mm. You're just, I'm, I'm assuming, let's go back a second. So you started okay. your, you started your blog in 2015. Mm -hmm. Did you start that for accountability's sake? Wow. I, I did, yeah. It, you know, <clears throat> I just liked writing. And I was like, well, I'm just going to blog. And You're a great writer. Thank you. My friends and family are going to see it, and uh, it's something to do. 
So initially it was just accountability. And then if you, if you saw, I was really gung ho for like the first six months. And then I just, uh, in hindsight, it doesn't look like you, cause, 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 cause for, as someone who's going back and reading, I'm like, Oh, there's a lot of fucking material here. Yeah. There's a, so let's talk about accountability. Accountability means what to you? Um, it's having either friends, family, people that know you, um, you know, that people are reading and they're following along and they're supporting you and it gives you hope, you know, people believe in you. Um, and then you're also, you know, you're answering to yourself. I think of it as like you, you, you built, built your own peer pressure. You kind of do. Right. I mean, and, but that's the point, right? Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, um, Hey, I've tried doing this. How old are you? How old are you now? 40. So, whoa, holy shit. (laughs) You look amazing. Thank you. You don't even have gray hair yet. Oh, I do. You just aren't close enough. Oh, okay. Um, and what ethnicity are you? Do you know what, what mix you are? Oh, uh, yeah. Ukrainian and German. Oh, I was just going to be like, I thought you were going to be like Italian (laughs) and I suck at that game. Um, so you're 40, so at 2000, so three at 36 or 37, it's your way of, you, you've tried a ton of shit. Oh yeah, everything. And, and, and you go down this um, bariatric, bariatric uh, surgery process, which is a fucking an awesome read. I can't wait to talk to you about that. Okay. Um, uh, but then the, the, the blog is like, okay, I've tried a thousand times on my own. Now I'm going to tell the world yep. so that I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that, am I hearing that right? Yep. Okay. That's what the blog is. Okay, cool. Cause you don't, you don't write like you're starved for attention or that you're trying to build an Instagram following. You, it, it doesn't come across like that. I call it therapy. Okay. It's kind of like when you, when you put something out there, you, you don't know who's reading. You don't know who's, you have no clue, and it just kind of gives you a space to just get it out. And then people, and then I notice as the blog goes on, there people start commenting. Mm-hmm. In the in the early days, no one's commenting, but I guess that's because no one knows. Right. Who do you tell when you launch the blog? Who did I tell? Yeah. Who do you tell? Do you tell anyone? I think I told some friends <clears throat> and family. That was about it. And it's called I've been been there. there. Yeah. And how did you come up with that? Uh my nickname is Bean. So <laughs> I've had it since I was a kid. Hated it, but I kind of embraced it when I got older. And so I went from, you know, just Bean as a kid, and now I'm Annie Bean. So. Who, Annie Bean. Annie Bean. No, your friends don't call you Athena? Uh, yeah, they do. But I'll answer to either. <laughs> do you know how you got the name Athena? Why they called you that? Why your parents? It was my mom's middle name. So well, her middle name was Athenia, so she just shortened it. And it's a powerful name. Thanks. It's a cool name. It is. Like Sevon. Sevon. Right, Eric? Kind of cool. <laughs> Sounds Armenian. There's usually a co-host here. His name's Matt Bischel. I don't know where the fuck he is. Eric Maciel's here. Athena Perez is here. She's Ukrainian. German. Well, German, but she got a Mexican last name. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Um, sh- um, h- how did how did you come up on the radar for us to send Mike Kozlop to film you? <clears throat> there was a local guy 
in um, St. Paul that said, you know, we need to, we need to write up a story about this. We need to write up like a PR thing. He tells you that mm -hmm. and he goes to your CrossFit gym. No. Oh, okay. He's a guy I used to work with in media. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, why not have fun? <laughs> so he's, he's a guy in your life and he sees you going through this transformation. Yeah. He's like, Athena, we got to share this story. He said, yeah. He's, he said, we need to get it out there and share it, especially from the bariatric surgery side because you are so passionate about that. And you need to show people, like, look, you don't have to do it. You don't have to go down that road. As a young, so so, what are you, your earliest memories as a kid? Were you always overweight? Like, mm -mm. no. Mm -mm. No, I was. Well, maybe for a little bit. You know, when I was three to five, I was a pretty chunky kid. And then when my dad remarried my stepmom, she slimmed me down pretty good. And, and that's just through through like the story tells, just through just all abuse around food. Right. She's. Well, food was she yeah, food was punishment, but the abuse was everything. So she starved you. Mm -hmm. Hi, Matt. Hey, sorry, I was having a bit of a crisis. Good timing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met Matt? Uh, yes, we mm -hmm. said hello a little yeah, while. We ago. met previously mm -hmm. before you. Yeah. Matt has a crazy job. Um, I think CrossFit, the healing powers of CrossFit are happening everywhere on the planet. Mm -hmm. And Matt's in charge of making sure that our social media shows that. Do you follow CrossFit social media? Oh, yeah. Do you think he does a good job? He does. You don't have to uh, pander those compliments. <laughs> I just I just added um, plumbing to my list of uh, expertise. Oh, you unclogged the toilet just now? No, they turned off the water. Oh. But it took me like 20 minutes to go figure that out. Did you drop a deuce in the toilet? Maybe, maybe not. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Athena, we're like 80 podcasts in, and in my YouTube feed, it's always suggesting to, you know, other podcasts, and so I was watching one, one of the early ones. You used to look so young, Matt. Oh, God, every time. You were so, han time. You were so handsome uh, and strong in the early days, six months I, ago. I got these crow's feet and kicking on the eyes. Thank you, by the way, for that. I... I, I can't even imagine having stress as a child. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like your your childhood was just like that's all what your childhood was. Oh, it was a it was a nightmare. Yeah. Can Can you ever um, ditch that? Um. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you can let the the feeling of it go. You'll never forget, obviously. Some of us, you know, have scars that we'll carry forever. Those don't go away. But, yeah, you can get to a point where you just let it go. Uh, um, every day? Like, you have to take a deep breath? Like, you, like you'll feel it come up, bubble up, and you'll, and you'll let it go? Not anymore. No. 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 It, it took a long time, though. I mean, it probably took 20 years. It, I remember visiting a family in, in Mountain View that we used to always go visit when I was kids. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't remember how old I was. I want to say four. Right. And I shit my pants. Okay. Shipped or sh shit? Whatever. There was something in my pants. Okay. <laughs> it didn't, wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> and I was too embarrassed to tell anyone, you know. Okay. And 
and and I don't remember what happened, but basically I went home and like I finally got home and I was covered in shit. And I remember my dad cleaning me up and being so loving and telling me I should have told him. And just my dad, just you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just that's so different than the stress you went through. I mean, you know what I mean? That was my that was my traumatic experience. Um, are you in still contact with this lady? She's dead. She is. Yeah. Um, the or, the origins of all of what you're dealing with now do they do they all stem from from this abuse? I mean, besides existence, I mean, you exist on the planet, and so you have the opportunity to be abused. <laughs> sure. But do you know what I mean? Like, like, like when I spoke to Troy, like everything, all of his origins came from the fact that this fucking thirteen-year-old boy fucked with him when he was eight years old. Like everything tied back to it. I think a lot of it does because some of it goes back so far that it's so deep back there that you do stuff and you don't realize that you're doing it. Right. Um, but no, I mean, my adult obesity problems, you know, I, I take full responsibility for those. But there is some carryover, right? For sure, probably, yeah. It's the underlying yeah. idea here. Tell me the very, very so so you're so so you're living with your you're you're living with your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. They get a divorce. Yep. You go with your dad. Yep. You don't go with your mom. No. That's weird, right? A little bit. Everyone goes with their mom. How come you didn't go with your mom? Do you know why? Yep. Um, she left voluntarily. She was not a citizen at the time. I think my dad scared her. If you take the kids, I'm gonna report you. Oh fuck! So it was one of those. Okay, so that 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 right there is horrible. Right. Fucked up. Uh, kids shouldn't have to deal with that shit. Right. You hear about it, know about it, feel it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, and then he meets this new lady, and yep. she comes into the house. Okay. And is this okay? Hell yeah, yeah. And what's the, what's the very first? Do you remember the very first thing she does that like sets off your like? Oh shit! This isn't. This the is, very first like memory. Yeah, of like, oh yep. shit, this isn't. Oh yeah. This isn't cool. Mm-hmm. Is it the one that you tell in the, in the video? Mm-mm. Can you tell us the very first yeah. one? Yeah. So I was in the bathroom with her. We were in there brushing our hair. She had long black hair. She's very pretty. And I looked up at her. I look up at her and I say, "Hey, I really like your hair. I was six. I want to have hair just like yours." She was like, "What?" So she she gets all pissed off and leaves the bathroom, right? I can hear her. She's like, so next thing I know, she's coming back in the room with a pair of scissors. She grabs my hair. She pulls me into the kitchen. She sits me down, and she starts, I could hear her, you know, like breathing hard and yanking on my hair, and I could hear her cutting. Well, next thing I know, I had no hair. So there was, she left about an inch inch of hair up here like it was just gone and this was no ordinary haircut like it was straight up hacking so i was left with all kinds of just the most random haircut you could imagine you're describing a horror scene yeah and that was it and was it like this every day pretty much there was always some new thing yeah and then, and was it was it was it um, vacillating between I love you so much yes. and acting like she loves you, and then the next minute, like so, you're always on eggshells, always under massive amounts of stress, all the time, 
So when she would cross the line, as I call it, well, she was always crossing the line, but when she would get to the point where there was some serious damage done, then she would, she would say, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like you're bawling. You're in a mess. She was the... crying. Oh. And she, I was crying. And then she'd start crying. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I didn't mean to do that. You know, there's this one time where she, <laughs> she went and got a fly swatter. She tried sticks, you know, like spankings with sticks or whatever. But when she realized that those weren't doing the job that she wanted, she went and got a fly swatter, went and got it wet. You know, I don't know if you guys know what happens when you get a fly no, swatter wet, but nope. it has very unique whipping properties. Uh-huh. So she went to town on the backs of my legs and my butt one day, and it was bleeding, like blood everywhere. And after she was all said and done, I'm looking at the floor, and there's a little blood dripping everywhere. And she's like, Athena, I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. Do you remember what you did to deserve that? I snuck food. Oh, God. So I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was, you know, I'd sneak in the kitchen trying to, because that's what it was. It was, you're always thinking about, what am I going to eat next? When am I going to eat? Am I going to eat? Is, is that what these punishments were for? Yep. So, yeah, so here's what happens, right? You, you, you sneak food. You get in trouble. You get the shit kicked out of you. You're starved. That's the punishment, right? And so how, guess what happens? And how long, Mom star- how long, how long yeah. how, when you say starved, you mean like given like five crackers for the, for dinner or like, yeah, like maybe a half of, like half of a grapefruit. Sometimes oh, that might be well, it for the Grapefruits entire, aren't even good. They're not even Especially good. Especially as a God, kid. They suck, yeah. <laughs> so that might be the meal or a piece of bread. And your dad's just rolling with this. Yep. Um. Man, all these thoughts are racing to my head. Some appropriate, some very inappropriate. Um, is, when you tell these stories, is it surreal? Does it sound real? It sounds like I'm talking about somebody else's life. Maybe it's just because I'm just so cool with it now. It, it wasn't always that way. but I'm no therapist, but I want to be like awesome. <laughs> like that's good. It kind of sounds like a movie. Yeah. It's almost like hard for me to believe. So um, it's it's uh, it's interesting. As I was leaving the house this morning, I was telling my wife, I'm going to see Athena today. and. I was up since 6:45, kind of like pacing, she, pacing around the room. You know what I mean? Like thinking about it and talking about it, and like I was, and she's like trying to sleep, and the baby's sleeping all over our room. And she goes, "I, I she said, she, my wife said I can't even get my head wrapped around. It doesn't even seem real." And I go, "Do you think she's making it up?" And my wife's like, "No." <laughs> my wife's like, "No." Do you? I'm like, "No," but I'm hoping she is. I'm hoping it's not real. Like I'm hoping no one, no one treats kids like this. Unfortunately, I'm thinking like. It's way more um, prevalent. I think it happens more often than people want to talk about. And this was a different time, too. You know, like back in the early 80s, people didn't report to Child Protective Services like they do now. How do you how do you even know the 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 get the fly swatter wet thing? Like, I just think oh, someone had to have done that to you. I have no idea. Like you wouldn't know if it wasn't done to you. Right. (laughs) No. I got the wooden spoon. I never got well, the fly I, I got that yeah. too. In your blog, you say that you want to have kids. Yeah. Or, or, or even necessarily say you want to have kids, but, but but you sort of there's things you want to do that that someone at 450 pounds couldn't do. Right. And I see myself doing a lot of the stuff I do to my that my parents did to me. I do to my kids. 
um, good and bad. Okay. Do you have any concerns that if you had kids that that you or or you were in a, in a, any position of authority that you would do that to someone? Like you would repeat that, or would you, or? People say that you know, like if you come from an abused home, you have like an eighty percent chance of really that those are the numbers insane okay of being an abuser mm -hmm. i i personally can't fathom that right <clears throat> i don't i don't want to i don't want to let you off the hook but that being said there's <laughs> there's probably probably 80 percent of the people who are in your situation also don't take control of their lives the way you did right and um so you've already kind of set yourself away from that pack it's the mental all the crap up here that's that's the hard part i mean you can get over the physical stuff but the weight was you know one ramification of all that there's consequences so everybody deals with it differently when um when there's there's a bunch of times in my life where i have to do public speaking mm -hmm. not not like not like um not like the president of the United States, but like <laughs> 20 people or 50 people or something. Okay. And they're very short little bits, you know, like to give a report or something like that. And before I go up to talk, there, if I'm thinking, like like if people are talking in front of me, I'll, I'll be having, sitting in my seat having a fucking panic attack. But if no one's talking in front of me and it's just me, like mm -hmm. it's, it's fucking 10 and I'm up and I know and I walk in the room, there's no panic attack. I'm cool as shit. I yep. do it. I'm done. Yep. It's awesome. I enjoy it. It's fucking awesome. When you describe going into a CrossFit gym for the first time, that's the only thing I can relate to. Can you tell me about your very first journey um, into the gym? Is mm -hmm. it like a panic attack? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, tell, tell me. So tell me from like, why do you even drive there? Why do you even like, tell me that story? So my home gym, it's 35 miles from my house. Mm -hmm. um, Huge obstacle. Yeah. I feel like we've had a string of the people. Fuck, do you live Siberia? We've had a string of people who have had long commutes. Yeah, yeah there's there's yeah. seven thousand or eight thousand gyms in the U.S. How is there one not closer? There is. Okay, so <laughs> oh. there is. Um, so a friend of mine was uh, he had been at this CrossFit gym for a long time, and when I first started, like there was no way I could even think about doing a class or something like that. So I thought I would start with. Maybe I could do like personal training. So he had recommended uh, a trainer down there, and and just so people know, the reason why is also you were even having trouble um, mm -hmm. moving around your house. At one point, you said you didn't even go. Your bedroom was so far away in your mm -hmm. house that you didn't even go in your bedroom. It's upstairs. For a year. Oh, it's upstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so far, far away. So you, did you really not go to your bedroom for a whole year? It was longer than that, but yeah, I. Everything, I think in the video Mike was showing my living room like mm -hmm. that was nice house by the way. Thank you. That was everything, the bedroom, the that main floor there. That was that was all I saw. Could you imagine that, Matt? If I told you today, hey, you cannot go in your bedroom for the next year and a half. That's kind of unfathomable. So you moved all your clothes and everything slowly came downstairs. Like if you, like yeah, if I needed something, I would go upstairs and get it, but. Eventually, I had enough clothes to choose from in the in the laundry room where I could just rewash and 
yeah stack it in, in the laundry room yeah that's the way like a bachelor lives. i was gonna say yeah. it reminds me of yeah, like college on my own <laughs> ah, why am i gonna put it in the drawer i'm just gonna take it out again right oh look at that okay so it is a cool house so okay so sorry so you 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 have a friend a friend yep. from work or uh he was a uh, he was in a networking group. Is how I met him. Okay, I think I've heard about these networking groups. One of my my cousins is in one. There's like forty people, and one person's a masseuse, one person cuts hair, yeah. one person's an attorney. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you guys sort of all just um, uh, there's synergy, and you guys feed off of each other, mm -hmm. and like okay, so yeah. you're in one sounds of like a CrossFit gym. It okay, is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and what, and what was your skill? What did you bring to that group? Um, web marketing, digital okay. media. Okay. Oh, so when you say my, Matt's doing a good job, it means something. Mm -hmm. You're not just Thank some you. teeny bopper who <laughs> likes him because he has nice hair and good pecs. You call me a teeny bopper? Kind of. You, I could see teeny boppers liking you. I take that. Okay, um, go on. So He puts out good stuff. Yeah. For sure. Thank that, you. That's what, that's what she says. Thank you. <laughs> okay, support group. <laughs> so, 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 so and, and what's this guy's role in the group? He's a realtor. And is he uncomfortable? Sorry, I know I asked you to tell a story in like 30 <laughs> questions. Is he uncomfortable telling you that? Like, is it weird telling someone who weighs 400 pounds, hey, you should come to my CrossFit gym? No, no. he wasn't. I had gone to him. Oh, okay. So you saw him and you liked the way he looked and you're like, hey, how do you do that? Not necessarily him. I saw that like, he does look <laughs> But it was the <laughs> it was the gym. It was, you know, he'd get tagged in all these pictures and I saw this. It was a community. Uh -huh. And it just looks so supportive, and they were always doing stuff. He was always get tagged in stuff, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that is, but I want a piece of that. So that's how it started. So when I is that indicative of your personality? Kinda, yeah. Okay, yeah. you're lucky. You're lucky you got that. <laughs> it's I mean, it sounds like that's your saving grace. Who did you get that from? You think? Probably mom. Okay. Yeah, she's a bit of a survivor herself. So she's still around. Oh yeah. Awesome. Okay. Hi, so, mom. <laughs> Shout out, mom. <laughs> so, so you, so you see these pictures. Yep. And. So I thought, okay, that's not going to happen. But you can at least get a personal trainer. Like I didn't even know how to move. I mean, we're talking. The reason that Mike showed those canes is because that's how I was getting around. Like I couldn't walk without them. So the first day that I walked into a CrossFit gym, that's what I was on. Okay, I'm gonna interrupt your story again. Yeah. How does someone end up with a cane? Um. Like, is it like what, if I see a cane and like I'll pick it up and I'll try to use it? I'm like, this thing fucks up my walking. This, <laughs> how the fuck does a cane help anyone? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you end like like I don't even know like are you supposed to use the cane on your good leg or on your bad leg? Like like how do you end up with a cane? Um. Well, first. You have to balance on something because you get so heavy that it you can't balance. And my legs were in just in such bad condition that I had to go from the counter, right, to something else. Oh, well, if you don't have anything to brace on once you leave countertops, what do you have, right? You need either a walker or canes. And really all you're looking for is just something to lean on for stability so you don't fall over. And you know what I – it's it, – now that you say that, I see people doing that, really heavy people. Like yeah. when I'm at their house or yeah. like I'm in the store, they move, they, they target shit. Mm -hmm. So like they know that they're over here and they want to go over here. They go from one counter to another. You're right. Yep. Yeah. And they kind of like fall there. Yeah. Okay. Now you know the secret. <laughs> so the cane is really, it's a, it's, it's a third leg. Yeah. And although, 
and you realize what a piece of shit it is when you have two good legs, but but you but if you need it, you need it. Right. Okay. Yep. And why not just a full blown walker? Pride. Okay. Probably. Okay. I because a walker I, would be so much better. It would have. Right. You could you like, could have put you could have put on another hundred pounds. I I think. Yeah, exactly. It's like fuck. The I don't know. I saw walkers being something like old people. Old people, right? Old people are on. Yeah, walkers. that's it a sucks. great kitchen sink. I was. I really that's wanted a farmhouse to say something. sink right there. Huh? Was that there when you got the house? I, it was. Yeah. Man, that's nice. That's one of the reasons I loved it. I have the worst fucking kitchen piece of shit. You have a similar style, don't you? When I lived in Berkeley, I had that. But in my new house, I have a fucking steel one, and it's so crazy. The water doesn't go to the drain in the center. Who the fuck would develop a sink where the water doesn't go to the center where the? But drain the steel is? ones are cool because you can drop stuff and like the porcelain, like they don't doesn't like doesn't break. I, I just get a new would get a new one. I just the porcelain. Oh, I don't even know if that's porcelain. The what the farmhouse ones? There's another um, that is porcelain or acrylic. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, they're awesome. I didn't know. I just kind of made a guess. So. Have you ever seen a toilet get um, break, like get thrown off the roof of a building? Yeah. It's awesome, isn't it? Did you see that in college? Did you go to college? Is that why you saw that? I feel like the, like the Jackass oh. movies probably did Probably that. Jackass, they did it, right? Oh, man. Some of my friends did that in college through a toilet off. It's amazing watching a to- porcelain toilet shatter. I'll, a, I'll put it on my list. It's crazy. You know, I can see a total difference in just your face. Like, it looked completely different here than it does here. Well, that was only like, that was only like two months ago. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. In your, you were adult like. Yeah, that shirt's pretty. You funny like too. that shirt? Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt and I were just talking about. Matt and I talk about it often. What is an adult? And we know some people in the building. Some, some of like the newer employees. One, one confirmed. We're like, they're kind of like. What's different about them? And Matt and I are like, they're like adults. <laughs> they're not like me. <laughs> okay, so this guy. This guy goes to across the gym. You've yep. seen it on his social media because he gets tagged. He's in your network group, and you say to him, and what, what do you say to him? I asked him if I could reach out to a friend of his that was a trainer. Okay. And I said, I'm just going to start there. So I got invited to come to the gym for the first time, and it happened to be on the last night of the Open last year. Okay. Oh, that's fun. Oh, I think I saw that. That was like Mar- uh, March yep. 2017. Yep. I saw that in your blog. So this is what was going on that first day that I walked in there. That's scary. <laughs> and I, I remember sitting there going, you've got to be shitting me. Yeah, that's like all all the parties and all the workouts all thrown into one. Yeah, exactly. And that was my first uh, introduction to this is the world of CrossFit. And um, are you sitting in the parking lot for a while? Like just being like, fuck, I don't think so. I don't think so. Any of that stuff? Yeah. Oh, I was shaking. I'm sitting in my car and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because you think you're going to walk in there and, and, you, and, and I mean, I, I was preparing for like the stairs. What the hell are you doing here? Because I knew I was going to get it right. Didn't happen though. So you walk in, mm-hmm. coach is there. What was mm-hmm. her name or his name? Her name was Kristen. Kristen. Are you still in contact with her? Yeah, she's still around. Okay. Sure. And she says, Hi she, Athena. She's just like, hey Athena. She was com- she was doing the open, and she's like, so this is what we're doing tonight. And she's like, you just watch, and you know, there's tons of people here for you to meet. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I'm sitting there and, and then all of a sudden these all these people started coming up and saying, Hi, how are you? Are you gonna be working out here? And I'm like, I, I'll be working out with her. I'm like, this is great. You gotta come back. And I mean it was just I was overwhelmed by the community there. And did you move that night there? Did you do anything that night? No. No, I I was just soaking it all in. I got in my car and, you know, I was, I think I had blo <laughs> I actually blogged about this. I was expecting the worst. Right. I, I just read it actually this morning. And I thought that, you know, I knew I was, you know, starting this journey of making the hardest decision of my life. And I'm like, this gym's going to suck. And I get out to my car that night and I'm like, that didn't happen. I didn't feel people were looking at me weird or making me feel weird. I don't want to say anything bad about Globo gyms because they're a great place to go and do CrossFit in a pinch. <laughs> Speak freely here. But um, whatever, whatever, stair, whatever stairs like people are accustomed to, you know, like going to the mall or sure. or, or whatever the wherever the, you are in your life, yep. going to a restaurant, I'm going shopping. Um, yeah, it's funny. The place where the healthiest and fittest people in the world exist inside these lifeboats, they just don't do that. Because mm -hmm. uh, why don't they do that? How come they don't do that? Why don't they do that? How long have you been doing CrossFit now? Over a year. And why don't you think that happens in CrossFit gyms? I think it's the culture that CrossFit has cultivated, you know. the um, It's kind of a we're all in this together. Either yes, you can compete on the competition level, either in teams or individual. But inside the gym, the only person that you're competing with is yourself, right? You're just creating a better version of yourself every day. That's it. So I think that that culture does a lot. And, and you and you were in a place where you were ready for accountability. Yeah. And there's definitely accountability there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. Even um, Eric said, Joe, Eric goes to the 730 class here. And the other morning he sent me a text or the, at night he sent a text joking. Okay, well, I'll see you at 730. And he knows I don't go to the 730 class. But I can't remember. That morning I actually did set my alarm. Well, fuck this guy. <laughs> show up there just because he said John fuck with me you know what I mean and it's good it's like a good it's a good it's a great accountability mm -hmm. I mean you have to be ready for it um, <clears throat> no one's going to be um, someone said it in here the other day great you're only being judged for your effort mm -hmm. you're not being judged by your performance your output you're being just judged for your effort right did I already tell that story about the fucked up effort thing I heard. No, no, that, that was good. That was, that was a good regurgitation of it. Okay, good. I mean, I, I've got I've got a cousin who's just started trying to eat clean, and he's like, "Oh, I want to try this." And I say, "You know, send me pictures of every meal that you eat, you know, and I'll be his accountability." Um, last night he didn't send me a lunch picture, and I was like, "Hey, where's the lunch?" And he's like, "Oh, here it is. Sorry, I forgot to send it." And I was like, "Did you go to the gym?" And he sent me a picture of a beer. And I was so pissed. I was like, are you, I'm like, I'm taking this very seriously and you don't give two shits about it. And so I put him on timeout for 24 hours and now he's sending me a bunch of pics like, Hey, 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 Hey. I'm like, no, I'm going to wait my 24 hours and be like, Hey, don't do that again. And that's the accountability. I think like the gyms bring, that's my roundabout story of telling it. I like it. Yeah. Damn. You're a good cousin. When's the last time you seen your cousin? I saw I saw him on Friday. He lives in Santa Cruz. No, he lives in Paso Robles. Oh, I'm sorry. He's two months older than me. And his name's Matt. Did you just say you put him on timeout? 
Yeah, he's on time. He's on. He's on time. <laughs> and I hope he listens to this. We, I was like, wait, did I hear that right? <laughs> They're on time out. In this very aggressive environment, CrossFit like. people need to be put on time out. <laughs> well, he's coming from a place of not knowing anything, so it's like we're gonna jump in the deep end and do this. Why did you move to Minnesota in the first place? How long have you lived there? Seven years. And why did you move there? Um, <laughs> there's no, no reason actually. Were you, were you, you weren't. I. I mean, you didn't say this, but I was piecing it together. You were leaving. You were leaving a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Were you in a relationship? Mm-mm. No. Oh, so I mis. I misinterpreted that. Oh, I was. I, I was coming out of a relationship, but I wasn't bouncing into another one. No. No, no, no. But I mean, did you leave wherever you were because you were getting away from that relationship? Kind of. Yeah. And, and what state was that? Texas. Oh shit. Yeah. So you went from the the hot to the cold. Yep. And, and and do you know why you chose Minnesota? Yeah. So me and my friend used to do a lot of traveling, and we used to pull out this map of the U.S., and then like every quarter we'd spin it around and go like that, and wherever the finger would land, that's where we were going to visit. So mm. this one particular time it landed on St. Paul, and we were like, what is in St. Paul? That's like the, the Arctic tundra of America, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't even think anything yes. is there. Yes. That's can, how life, I, can life that's exist? How, <laughs> when, you, when you said that, a picture <laughs> popped in my mind, yes. And, and she's like, well, I think the Mall of America is there. And I was like, we could do that. We could totally do that. So we got on a plane, and I loved it. I just fell in love with it. I left there, and I said, if I ever leave Texas, this is where I'm coming. And then... Fate would have it. Two years later, there I was. How does so? How does someone leave like that? Did you have a? Did you get a job there first? Did you have money saved? How how does someone move? Always always trip on that. How does someone just pack up their shit and go? I had a business down in Texas, and doing what? Um, I had started a business working with uh, banks when the it was during the time of like when foreclosures and stuff were really really high. So I was working with asset managers and banks, running foreclosures and. We would handle the evictions. Oh shit! That's yeah. what Kai, Kai and her husband yeah. do. Yeah. Do you know who Kai, Kai Rainey? Rainey? Yeah. yeah. Is that what she does? Yeah. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, down in uh, Arizona. Yeah. Holy shit! Well, where in Texas? San Antonio. <clears throat> and do you still run that business? No. You have so, to be smart to do that, right? And like meticulous yeah, you and be like a little smart. Yeah. Get like, enforced and diligent. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta be tough. So. Um, Within a couple of years, I had 18 different like satellite locations in Texas, and there was a lawyer that said, hey, I like what you're doing. I want to buy it. And <laughs> he sat me down, and, and I said, well, it's not for sale. Uh-huh. And he goes, all right. So a couple months later, he, he goes, well, I want to buy your business. And I was like, look, I told you it wasn't for sale. So he, he puts a check on the table, right? Uh-huh. And I pick up the check, and I'm looking at it, and I was like, Business is for sale. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> awesome. Good on this. Yeah, yeah. And did you stay on as an employee? No. 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 I'd had it. Like I was done. I was ready for something new. You did the American dream. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, you, this, this company sort of has its roots in the same same way. Greg, Greg had was putting the workouts on the internet. Mm-hmm. The way I hear the story, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what organization. It wasn't the FBI or the CIA. Maybe it was the NSA or the ATF. I can't remember. But one of these organizations was like, hey, uh, they'd been following on the internet. And they go, hey, we want to get certified in this CrossFit shit. And Greg's like, we don't do do certifications. They called on his gym phone. And he hung up. And they called back. And they're like, hey, dude, we're coming in two months with a check. 
ten thousand dollars and we want to be certified so it's great put together a seminar yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's how this yeah. that's how this that's one of the like the you know i mean one of the other cornerstones is that he started putting the workouts on the blog um because one of his clients insisted hey i'm going to be traveling i need to see the workouts via via computer so one of his clients got him a computer right, right in the gym yeah so then he started posting the workouts to the internet and then someone else wanted to do a seminar and then someone else wanted to open an affiliate and it's just like so it's cool necessity breeds innovation mm-hmm. right yeah say yeah. Some, i like that smart shit so so you did you go to college i did um and it, well, let me go back a second so so you so you have this abusive stepmom mm-hmm. you live you live in a horror house yeah something that like um sounds like it's even too too like have you ever thought about like like doing a screenplay or anything or a book a book yeah yeah for sure like like for those people who just hate themselves and just want to read horrible shit that's what i think like horrible <laughs> horror movies <laughs> like I, like there's that movie it out and i want to see it and i'm like but i don't but, you do. mo- but i do but i don't i don't want to see a scary movie like i don't, I don't want to be scared but this scares the shit out of me um so and i remember we had this book my sister had this book around the house as a kid called mommy dearest oh yeah Ugh. and that and, movie it, it was a movie too, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And and so when I hear your story, I'm like, oh, shit. That was kind of her. Yeah, yeah, I didn't read the book or I didn't see the movie, but I have my own. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and and the only thing I can think of um, when I think of that I can relate to when I think of your stepmom is um, times I've been mean to my dog yeah. and regretted it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yell at him or hit mm-hmm. him with a newspaper. Or I'll be like, what the fuck? Yep. You can't hit your fucking dog. Yeah. I, mean, I, haven't, I don't do it anymore, but like, you know, as a kid. <laughs> I just remember hitting my dog with a newspaper. That was conventional wisdom. Don't look at me like that. Not Paramesh? No, I don't hit Paramesh. All right, that's fine. Too little. So, I mean, if you get a fucking dog and he's a puppy mm-hmm. and then he chews your shoes and you're fucking losing your mind over it, then why the fuck did you get a puppy? Well, yeah. Well, she like, didn't ask for me, did she? Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah, There's. she sounds like she was fucking abused horribly and then she, you were a competition for it. It sounds like it was twisted shit yeah um so how do you finally get away from this this nightmare are you tell counselors at school about this and stuff no yeah you know i think i get asked that a lot and i i think a lot of sorry kids that are, scratch no, no, that question no meaning oh. <laughs> i want to ask cool meaning shit. <laughs> it's very common to be curious about that but i think when you're a kid and you're in that situation to even think about what might happen if you got caught talking or all, all, it, all it would mean is that your life would be a shit fest further, you know? You're not going to say anything. It's like working for the HR department and wanting to report something to HR. You is your life going to get better, yeah. right? Or is there a significant chance it could be I'm gonna way to, I'm going to have to deal with this. How yeah. does that actually work if you want to report that your, let's say your boss is the head of HR and you want to report them, who the fuck do you report that to? Anyway, I, I, I get it. So so you you don't want to fucking report it. Yeah. You don't want to tell someone at school your stepmom finds out and you don't eat for a week. Correct. Mm. And when you sneak food, what kind of food? Is it always the same food? Like, is there a food that sneaks no, best? No, it, it was literally <laughs> sneaks best. Yeah. Um, or is it just whatever you could do? It was literally whatever I could get my hands on. Did you ever get caught? All the time. For sneaking food, too? Oh, yeah. So they would find it under your mattress, under your pillow? Well, or... I, I wouldn't just get caught at home. So I would steal from stores. Oh. You know, so if I got a chance, there was this gas station on the way to school. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have to walk past, and we would go in there and sneak anything and everything and every now and then i'd get caught 
Did you did your friends know that you were living this life? I didn't have any. At school you didn't have any friends. Mm -mm. Wow. No. Why didn't you have any friends? You're so personable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um I wasn't really allowed to have friends back then because friends would mean like sleepovers and she didn't want me eating, right? So didn't didn't really happen. I had one. Uh -huh. So what happened was I think she finally let me have my first friend when I was about nine. And I had gone over to her house. She lived down the street. And I'd gone over to her house for like a sleepover. And she had like one of those she had one of those little stoves, you know, where you make like oh, yeah. little you know, stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And it made like a little tiny cake, like about that big. And we were having fun, enjoying it. Well, Shelly, that was her name, had found out about it. And uh, didn't go well because I had this little tiny piece of cake, right? Because you ate. Because I ate a little. God, I wonder what her deal was with food. Well, um, did you did you call her Shelly? No, she made us call her mom. Holy fuck! Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Who's we? Me and my brothers. And how many brothers? There's. Three, uh, two original, I call them. There's three of us kids, which are the original nucleus. And then Shelly had three boys. So I have three other brothers. Oh, my God. Do they know? They know. Yeah, they saw a lot of it. They weren't the target of her it was just, weirdness. It was just it was the original kids. This is Just two of us. And one of you guys got off. Semi, yeah. Wasn't hit and punished the way that we were so so three of you had the same mom and dad and then three of you just had mm -hmm. the same dad correct is your dad still alive he is um in your blog you wrote you you write about how you wrote him a scathing letter i did yeah mm -hmm. it was um, pretty harsh does 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 that does that alleviate any pain or does it, it, in hindsight, do you wish you didn't send it? Um, sometimes, because it didn't, you know, you always think that if you get the last word and you're super mean to somebody, that it's going to feel really good. Mm. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. And it doesn't fix anything. It, doesn't, it didn't solve anything. I think it was just my way of, you know, telling him what a, you know, what a dick he was, but it didn't. There was no resolution, so it's it's a it's it's a trip, um, and and I don't want to say this and sound insensitive, but um, if it's not who you are, right, to tell someone to go fuck off or to hit someone, yeah, and then you do it because the person deserves it, you actually don't feel better. No, you yeah. actually then became something you're not. Well, and it's it's karma too, isn't it? So. If you believe in that nonsense, which I which I wholeheartedly do. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Hey, you do believe in that nonsense. I totally do. Um when I used to smoke cigarettes, people would be like, Can I have a cigarette? And I'd be like, No. Do you have an extra cigarette? I'd be like, No. And then my friends would be like, dude, if you don't give it, you're not gonna get it. I'm like, Yeah, I never get I never need anyone to give me a cigarette. I hope I hope the day I want one and I don't have one, no one gives me one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> now this pack of cigarettes came with twenty. There's not an extra one in here. <laughs> cigarettes are crazy. Did you ever smoke cigarettes? I did. 
Uh, do you still have any? Do you still smoke cigarettes? No. Did you like nicotine? Uh, I don't know if I like nicotine as much oh. as it was that hand to mouth thing, and it solved my, you know, my eating problem at the time. Curbed oh, my appetite. Oh, I would much yeah. rather smoke than eat, right? So oh, I loved smoking. <laughs> Man, what I mean, a, I'm going to ask the what an evil practice. The next question: What what type of cigarettes? Marlboro. Marlboro what? Uh, Marlboro Ultralight 100s. Oh yeah, because those In aren't bad box. for you. In the box. <laughs> <laughs> I was the, like, the I'm gonna lights. I'm gonna smoke the Ultralights because they're better. I would smoke the American Spirit Lights. Smoke <laughs> two into the pack and give it away. I mean, it was just like it was just like, I, you know what they did to make it light? The American Spirits. I don't know if they do this okay, with okay. the Marlboro Lights, but <clears throat> it, they just made it harder to suck. Oh. Or you would feel this like there was holes in it, so they brought in more air and less smoke. I'm like, that's not that's not what I want. I want the big, thick. That's why the. I mean, these people who are addicted to vaping, I feel so sorry for Ugh. them because that looks so fucking fun to just be billowing that smoke. And do you have any understanding of this, Matt? <laughs> yeah, fog dogs. I see them all the time. Fog dogs. Fog dogs. Is that is that some trendy millennial shit? I've never heard of that. <laughs> Hot in the streets. Why, why do you feel sorry for them? Because um, they're, that's that's got to be hard to quit. Quitting smoking is really really hard. It wasn't that wasn't so that, addictive, and it's so, didn't that and, come about to help people curb cigarette smoking? I think you, that was the idea. Maybe, but it's got to be horrible for you. Just taking in just anything into your lungs besides air has got to be just horrible for you. I'm no doctor, but I'm going with that 100. percent I bet your life on it. My life. All right, all right sure. <laughs> um, was it hard quitting? Smoking? Uh, yeah. Food was food was harder than smoking. Why did you quit smoking? Um, I couldn't breathe. Oh. Oh wow. I quit because I started doing CrossFit. Yeah, that's that kind of crazy, right? Hey, did you notice? I just burped. Sorry. Did you notice when we had the Olymp Olympian sitting there? The last guy who was sitting in that chair was a uh, youngest Olympian on the downhill ski team. There's his jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Bryce Bennett. Did you notice oh he was gosh. burping a lot? No, I didn't. He's like, no. Maybe when you're six, seven, that just happens. Where shit goes on, I don't know. Did you give him a Lacroix? Oh, oh, that was did, that was why. Yeah, I've been sitting here trying to. Yeah, you know, oh, you can burp all you burp. want. Yeah, and if you have to pee, you can say too. Don't let Matt intimidate you. If I have to pee, oh, I'll say. <laughs> you are so sensitive. You know what's funny is Vellner uh, said that he can't work out after drinking a Lacroix. <laughs> He's got to wait an hour. <laughs> what? Yeah. Did he say that in here? Yeah, it might not have been on camera, but it was definitely in this room. Do you know who Vellner is? Mm -mm. Patrick Vellner? Who's it's that? Nobody. Took he Fucking took nobody. He's Canadian, openly. Took third at the games. No, I took fourth. Oh, wow. He took fourth at the games. <laughs> he, took he took fourth at the games. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that hunk. Uh, Look at that one with the sunglasses, the glasses on. This I just, one? I can't see past that one. I wonder if he's going to be more hunky this year. I'm going to see him next week. <laughs> he's awesome. But anyway. What a weirdo. Burps. Um, I was told that to make, to be 400 pounds, yep. you have to eat with both hands. Is that true? You have to eat with both hands. Yeah. No. No. You, do you eat with both hands? Did you mm -hmm. ever eat with both hands? Mm -mm. Okay. That fucking broke that myth. Well, I mean, it even counts like holding a soda and eating a burger. No. It's not. I, I think the reason that they say that is because they're assuming the volume must yes. be so big. Yes, ma'am. Right? Yes. That you're you're going like this and then you're going like that. No. Okay. Myth dispelled. Okay. I heard it here. 
myth number one broken. <laughs> How do you get away from this monster? Which one? Shelly. Oh. So. Oh, you ended up getting into another relationship that fulfilled Shelly's role after Shelly? Yep. Fucking mm. A. Yep. Man this time. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, the head games were real. Men suck. So, yeah, yeah, they Careful. Careful. They have an agenda. They have an agenda. It's very narrowly focused, but they have an agenda. What? Nothing. It's just a funny thing to say. Is it? Do you refute it? Do I think that men have an agenda? Yeah. I mean, it's the massive generalization. I don't know if I prescribed it entirely, but massive and true. I I don't feel like I have much of an agenda. You're married. Yeah. So <laughs> you landed that, the plane. That means that I don't I don't run the agenda. I just follow the agenda. You can now suppress it until the day you die. <laughs> okay. So how do you get away from Shelly? So I picked college. So mm -hmm. I picked to go to Texas and or college in Texas deliberately. I wanted to get as far away from it as possible. So I thought if I ran, that it would just go away. Did you ever physically hit her? So. Ooh, I like nice. This. Now we're getting yes. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Make so, Tarantino proud. So. <laughs> Me and my older brother, when we were young, we used to talk about it a lot. You know, when you grow up in that environment, not to get too graphic here, but... No, it's fine. Yeah, we used to we used to plot how we were going to do it. Mm -hmm. We're going to drive down there, beat her ass. Drive down where? Her, like so her we work? Were gonna, we were going to drive down to her house. And, oh. You know, there was so many times that I had... I mean, this is like when you're older. I was, I mean, I was in high school, right? Mm -hmm. So I knew that one of these days I would get up enough nerve. I kept a baseball bat in my car, and I'm like, I'm going to drive down there. But and you're I, still living with her at this time. No, I was living with my mom. Oh, mm -hmm. how old were you when you moved out? 11. Oh, God, Dang. that must have been amazing. Mm -hmm. And you hated going back there for visits? I never went back. You never went back. Mm -mm. Okay, sorry, before we talk about... Um, uh, that so how does that happen? How do you get out of her house? How do you get back with mama? Okay, so I came home from school. Mm -hmm. I'd been in trouble, right? Got caught sneaking something, whatever. Came home from school and <laughs> I'm walking up to the house and everything I own was on the front lawn. Jesus. And I didn't have a whole lot, but it was basically in boxes and I could see it was my stuffed stuff. animals. Yeah, and yeah, like shit like that. Right. So I was ten. Uh huh. And so she saw me coming, and she, she's walking out, and she's like, you don't get to be a part of this family anymore. So you're done. She goes, I've called your mother. She's going to come get you. And I was like, okay. So this is like in January. It's Washington State, right? It's not warm. It's cold. It's kind of cold. And uh, Freezing maybe even. Yeah, probably. So I'm out on the front porch for better part of a day. Slept on the porch at night. Shut Jesus. the fuck up. No. <laughs> what no. the fuck is your dad thinking? I have, yeah, I, yeah, I wish I knew. I don't. You could have been fucking like eaten by a fucking bear. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm out there at night and. Does I your found, mom know? No, not, not right now. No. Not she, at that time. She didn't know like that when, so, until she came and got you and you're like, mom, I spent the night out here. Well, she couldn't. She was on the road. She was a trucker at the time. She was a long haul trucker. So, so she, she so your mom road. had work ethic. 
<laughs> they couldn't get a hold of her. It wasn't like you but, know, but that's cell what I mean. But but, but I'm right? saying you had a good role model in your life. She had yeah. she had work ethic. I mean that's not a, that's that's a fucking hard job. It is. No one wants to fucking do that. Yeah. Okay. So my grandma came and got me, but it was the following day. So I was sitting there on the porch for until you, somebody came and got me. Was it the weekend? Do you remember? I don't remember. But you didn't go to school, obviously. Mm-mm. And she would see you when she walked in and out of the house, and you'd just be standing out there. Yeah, I was sitting on this little porch step. Were was, you were you a good kid? I mean, I can't think of what I had done that was so terrible. I'd like to think I was a pretty good kid, but... You were just being a kid. I was just doing the normal kid stuff, right? Yeah, kids do yeah. kid things. Yeah. And you were terrified, so I assume you stayed in your... In your I'm assuming you were a perfect kid because you stayed in your space, your little tiny space. Pretty much. You know what I mean? Your psychic space. The like, only The only thing I did was I stole food. Yeah, that's not even bad. I mean... Um, so, and that was it. You never came back. You never visited on the weekends, nothing. No. Is your grandma still alive? No. And were you super excited when you saw her? Who? Your grandma, when she picked you up that morning or that day? I didn't really know what was going on. I guess I wasn't connecting the fact that I was going to be leaving that house permanently. I don't think I connected the dots. It's weird. I'm asking these questions. There's there's like a word for it, I'm sure. But, but I'm asking these questions with like the lack of sensitivity and awareness of two things one what a trauma victim is going through and two what it's like to be nine-year-old right like like mm-hmm. but i but i do remember thinking you know as a child no matter what's happening to you you think it's right right you're getting beaten by your parents you think it's right i don't think you think it's right because well, you, there was always that you think part you of deserve me that's like it. knew that this was some bad shit oh but i think there's a part of you that believes it's normal I mean, normal. Right? That's like all, like that's, all the kids are going oh, through. Everybody goes yeah, like through that, that. That's your world. That's all you know. Right. Those are the authority yeah, figures. Yeah. Yeah. I just assumed every time I was getting in trouble, I deserved it. I never had anything like what you had happen to you, but, um, but I just assumed. Yeah. Okay. So 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 you move out, and then you move in with your grandma. Mm-hmm. And does your brother go too? No. And is it close to your dad's house where you move? It's like thirty minutes. And do you stay at the same elementary school? No. You so I no, I didn't. I didn't go to school. Oh. So that whole year, I was out of school. I homeschooled. And you're still smart. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and do you remember acclimating to this new environment? Was it hard? It was hard because my grandfather he was pretty abusive himself. So, uh, I, I feel like I just went from one pile of shit to another, oh, just a different yeah, kind. Yeah. So basically, your your mom found your dad, mm-hmm. who is the same as her dad, in the essence that, and since your dad so much couldn't abuse you because wherever he was, he found a woman to do it, do it for him. Sure. It's weird, right? That's pretty messed up. It's weird. It's it's some textbook shit, right? It's like it's probably like psychology one oh one. Yeah. It's probably like so simply explained by someone who has just the rudimentary understandings of how shit's passed down. Mm-hmm. Man. And then on top of that, at some point after all that horrible shit happens to you, you have to take responsibility for it. Cause even the people who did it to you, like like you said, like I mean, yeah. They're not they're not gonna fix it. Right. It's not like they stole your car and they're returning it. What they what they did they gave you shit. 
Wow. <laughs> they didn't take shit from you. They give you shit. I say this though, right? you know, like at, at what point in your life do you say, you know what, I'm an adult. Mm. Like my shit is my shit. Yeah, you just gotta step up and own you it. You just have to step up and be like, hey. Did you ever contemplate suicide? Yes. At, at a young age? No. Older? I was older. Like how old? My mid 20s. Mm. Like seriously contemplate it? Mm -hmm. How did you pull out of that? Um, so I was in my bathroom and I had a bunch of prescription pills back then because I was always in some kind of pain, right? So I pulled open the bathroom cupboard and I'm trying to figure out in my head what's the concoction, you know, what's the what's the magic Go soup. to sleep and don't right, wake right, up. Right, right, right. And um, I think what stopped me was the fear of mom and dad finding me like that the next morning. Oh, that's like, a good oh, fear. Oh, God, my mom is never going to recover. What a good fear. Like, my dad is never going to... He will never be okay with this. He'll never get over it. Was your stepdad cool? Well, he's he's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. Awesome. That's good. All right, we found one. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. He's amazing. <laughs> we found a good character <laughs> in the novel. Shout out, Dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... You, you, when you move in with your mom, does your brother go to, I'm sorry. I know I asked nope. that. I forget what you said. Okay. He came later. Okay. And then at, at some point when you're in high school, you guys are like, Hey, yep. let's go, let's beat this bitch's ass. Pretty much. Yeah. And do you guys ever act on it? We never did. Um, when we were going to, or definitely I was, um, we were notified that she had died. So it was kind of like, I don't know, maybe that was a God thing. Cause you know, I could have been in prison. Since since the story came out that that's in the CrossFit Journal, um, what's the title of that piece? It's a long one. Oh, there we go. Famished, force fed. Yeah, that's Famished. right. Yeah, it was long. When this piece comes out, um, have have your have your um have her have her son seen this? They have now. Yeah. And did they reach out to you? They did. And um. In anger or in positivity? No, they my younger like, brother. You bitch, how dare you say that? No, 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 it's it's never been like that. We've, I think there's been an acceptance since we were young. They acknowledge, and I think they feel bad. You know, like they mm -hmm. they knew a different mom, and the weird kind of the weird thing about it is, is that I respect the fact that they had a different mom than I knew. You know, and. The fact that they didn't go through all that, thank God. Right. You know, I'm not upset or angry that they didn't get the shit beat out of them. It was right. like, thank, thank God they didn't. Right. God, you're mature. <laughs> was it always like that? No. As younger, you're like, fuck those guys. I hope <laughs> they get some shit too. No, it was never like that with them. I think, you know, when, when your kids, your kids, they couldn't control what was going on any more than we could. Do they have kids? No, they don't. Do you, do you the other any, two. And they do? Mm -hmm. So you have nieces and nephews? I have a oh, lot of them, yeah. You're stoked. <laughs> and do they love their aunt? I think so. I hope so. Um, do they, where do they live? They're back in Texas? All of them are in Washington. Okay. Oh, where the story begins. That's right. Okay. Do you think you'll ever go back there? No. You're in Minnesota. Uh, not necessarily. Well, yeah, Minnesota's my home, and I love it. It's just the weather in Washington sucks. <laughs> I mean, the weather in Minnesota. They say the weather in Minnesota sucks too, right? But 
You go into the CrossFit gym. Okay. They're doing the fucking open. Yep. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare for me, and I love CrossFit. And it's a nerve-wracking time. Yeah. Um. There's this girl came in the other day, a dietitian. She's tiny. Okay. She's sitting in that chair. And then we go downstairs, and she fucking just dumb. And I've been doing CrossFit a long time. I fancy myself as being okay at it. Competent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and. Eric and Matt and Haynes all recommend the same scaling weight for me. And so I'm kind of excited because it's, it's like, I'm, I like it. It's 95 pounds. And I look over and she's tiny and she's doing 105 pounds. Fuck. This is good though. Yeah, it was good. Stimulus reached. I was, yeah, I, was, I mean, I was happy after the workout. I'm, I'm mostly joking, but it is, it is weird, right? It is weird. It's like having this little tiny girl just smash me. So, um, and that's what's cool about CrossFit, right? Yeah. Everyone's got their things. Although she seemed like she could do it all. Yeah. She was incredibly competent. Um, so so you, you don't work out that first day. And what is your – so you come back. When when do you come back and what is your first workout? And what's that second time? Is it is there still terror the second time you come back? No. There wasn't so much terror, but I had it in my mind that I, I wasn't going to do CrossFit. I'm just going to do the personal training and – Even though it was going to be in the CrossFit gym? Yeah, I didn't mind that it was going to be there. Oh, so all you really did so was... So they cool. tricked you into doing CrossFit. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, you went there thinking you weren't going to do CrossFit, but you were in a CrossFit gym. That's all anyone does in a CrossFit gym. Well, the I think it, the members had started seeing me there, and I was going for like three weeks, I think. And one of them had said, you need to come to one of the classes. What do you wear? Sorry, what do you wear the first time you go? Like, if you never, if you don't work out, like, how, how do you even know what to wear? Well, I knew that I had to wear like workout clothes, but mm -hmm. I didn't know what that meant. The first time I showed up to a class, I was wearing like the great big chunky bottoms because I needed cushion and didn't realize that that was taboo. <laughs> Nonsense. That that's what they were judging you for. Like, oh, nano twos. Are these the best? Oh my god, I so approve. Yeah, they're goodies. They're my favorites. And what do you do your first workout in there? Your first personal training. With Kristen. We're literally just learning how to move. We're doing like balance, you know, trying to see if I could even. Did you come in with your canes? The first, yeah. So you get out of your car. I think I was down to one cane by then. Okay. You, know. you get out of your car and you hobble into mm -hmm. the gym. Yep. You're 39 years old. Yep. And how much do you weigh at that time? 390 by this time. I dropped 50 on my own before I started CrossFit. You don't even really know how much you dropped, right? I don't. I don't know. I mean, and we've had people in here before who've said that story, like your scale maxes out, and so you're just kind of winging it. Yeah. Right? You really don't know what the number really was. Like you, you saw your scale hit the error message at 449.9, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. You know, sometimes it would flip a number. It would stop at like four 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 forty nine point five, but I'm like, is it telling me that because it doesn't know? Oh, right. Or is this as high as it goes? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Because it would always do that dung 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 first. And and when you got on the scale, you'd have to balance. You'd have to let your canes go for a second. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just want to make sure you weren't cheating and pushing off. <laughs> no. Okay, so so you so you go in and so literally and and, and I th the reason why I ask you this is because I 
if, if people who are listening, like literally your first day of CrossFit can be walking into the gym yep. and walking. That's it. Yeah. Is that what you did your first yeah, day? Yeah. You walked a little. How far would you say you walked? Probably up and down that little track. A hundred feet? Uh, yeah. Did you get winded at all? Oh, yeah. So the first session we, we had the bigger boxes and I, she had it flipped all the way up. So it was sad about that high, you know? Mm-hmm. And all, 10 inches higher than you are now. Yeah. So all all I did the first time was just go down to the box. And we were only talking that far, right? Right. But that was rough. How yeah. tall are you? 5'4". Okay. 5'4", so 5'5". Five, five, five. Okay. So we're about the same height. Yeah. And so you so you just barely you just barely squat, squat down? That's it. And got up? Yep. CrossFit. I love it. That was my <laughs> first. <laughs> Can you squat below parallel now? Yeah. Holy shit. How long did that take? Several months. It took a while. Cause this leg, ah, this leg is. I have Blount's disease on yeah, this. Yeah, what one. is that? I saw you. I saw you wrote that. I didn't have a chance to wiki it. What is that? Okay, so I'm gonna have to show you. <laughs> do you see this leg? It's crooked. Okay. Do you see, do you see oh yeah, 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 yeah. So when I walk. Just that one, not that one. Right. So it bows out. So. Um, so even more importantly, that you take weight off it. Right. Because it doesn't have integrity of. It's already messed up. And how did that happen? I was born with it. Just born with it. Yeah. Mm. And if you if is this something that people have no problem living with if they don't put on excessive weight? It there's always going to be like levels of like discomfort, but it's manageable. Yeah. I wonder if Dale has that. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I don't know. This is the first I've ever heard of it. Blounds. Blount. 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 So you're just so so you do three months of personal training, not even three weeks. It was a it was about a month and a half. Okay, and is that expensive? Two Sounds months. expensive. That's a little pricey. How much was <laughs> it? Do you remember? Yeah, it was a uh, ninety dollars per session. And you did three a week. I think maybe two a week. Okay. Yeah. And so so that's two hundred. That's eight hundred bucks a month. Mm. And you're, are you sore as fuck? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I could. Every new session was like, oh, just going down those six inches. Your ass was sore? It was hard. Everything was quads sore. Were, quads were sore? Yeah. When did they, um, when did they, can you hang from a pull-up bar? Now? Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you first went in there, could you not hang? No, no way. There was too much weight. And you couldn't support it? No. Tell me about the first time. How long are you in there before you can actually hang from a bar? Eight months. And you remember that? Do you remember that day? Yeah. It's like, that's like life altering, right? Well, because now you can like you have the strength to hold yourself up. When was it? Was it eighteen point three? Uh huh. Or eighteen point two that had the toes to bar? That was eighteen one. Eighteen one. Yeah. So that's when it was. When I discovered I could do it. So a friend of mine, she's like, Athena, you can do the, you can totally do the the knees to chest as a mod. Uh huh. I'm like, no, I can't. That's hard too, by the way. I'm not ready to it's a crazy stimulus. I can't hold my I can't hold myself up there yet. And she's mm-hmm. like, Yes, you can. So we went into the back and <laughs> That's you doing jumping pull ups? Yeah. You look so Holy happy. Shit. I am. That's my happy place. Yeah. Wow. So in eight months you've gotten significantly stronger mm-hmm. and significantly more fit. Yeah. Has any part of the have you done any backsliding? No, 
Like no. since since you've been doing it, have you put weight on? Nope. Have you been like, okay, I'm working out now. I can cheat and eat this, this, and this. No. 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 How how do you have that discipline? You should talk to my cousin. <laughs> the one in timeout. Mm-hmm. Um. That's a good question. So. <clears throat> I love getting one or two of those per show, by the way. I was like, oh, you've hit your limit. I don't know if you got any more. I, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder so what people good. actually mean when they say that you have a good question. That's a good question. Does that mean they're trying to buy time? Yes. <laughs> it doesn't actually mean that. <laughs> Let me throw out some ideas out there. Um, uh, accountability, fear of death. Don't want to let yourself down. I think it's just, you've come so far. Or are you just addictive personality and you found you substitute another too. addiction? That too. I think going back and just having one thing of anything can send you on a spiral and it's just not worth it. My sister's been sober for like 20 years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, maybe more. Can an alcoholic, you know, pick and, up a drink and say just one? Yeah, and, okay? I, and, I, and I, I think that, I think maybe she could, but I think her fear of it is so fucking healthy. Right. So mm-hmm. fuck that. It's kind of like, I what? don't even know if she takes Tylenol. I don't, she doesn't want to like, she doesn't want to like tempt any Shit. It's similar to your fear of not wanting to commit suicide. Right. Is it a fear? Maybe like it's a healthy respect for it, of the power right. it yeah. has over you. Better better put. Yeah. I, I want to know, sorry to derail whatever you had going, I'm going to, how early into the personal training was nutrition brought up? Um, I, kinda, I was just going to ask you that. I kind of had the nutrition <laughs> unlock before I started personal training. Hmm. But a so lot, of, like, but a lot, but a lot of people think that. Did you really have it on lock? It was working. So I'll tell you what I did. Right. I mean, you say you say some yeah. Please do you you say some stuff in your blog like you're you were uh, allergic to fructose. It's like yeah, motherfucker. Everyone's addict uh, uh, <laughs> allergic to fructose. Fructose is horrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I first started, I just stripped out. You know, like the fridge and the cupboard and took it down to chicken, fish, fruits, veggies, and nuts. And how did you know that? Where did you get that information? I don't know. Like I, I <laughs> You just knew. It was one of those things where I, I woke up on January third and I was I was literally like at the pit. That's what I decided against January third, two thousand seventeen. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> two days after you started your blog. Yep. So I was just praying, you know. You're a big God girl. I am. Lots of God talk in the yeah, blog. But yeah. chill. It's chill God talk. It's not It's not repulsive God talk. I don't mean that like that didn't Look come at out that. right. Um, oh, organized and clean too. Which my fridge looks yeah, like. Yeah, that, that was a good day. That's like you know you're taking the picture. <laughs> and so no, imme- but look. <laughs> and so immediately weight just started dropping. When I changed the yeah, diet? Yeah. yeah. I mean you, you, lost seven, you lost 70 pounds in 90 days. Yep. The first 90 days. Yep. Yeah. And that's just from diet. Just from diet. Yeah. And were you hungry all the time? Were you starving no. yourself? No. No. Uh, in fact, I've never even counted a single calorie this entire time. Ever. That's awesome. You'd make Greg proud. You'd make, a, yeah, because it's not, it's not, it's not. You don't really have to. Yeah, it's not like that. It's like, um, did you drink soda pop? I drank a lot of it, yeah. It was and, like one of the first things to go. What kind? Ginger ale and oh. Diet Coke because, you know, I thought that the Diet Coke was way better. Yeah, to pair with the ultralights, <laughs> right? Yeah. And did you drink alcohol? No. 
And um, oh, did you did I read in your blog though that you liked a um, did you uh, was it a mimosa or a Moscow Mule? Uh, mimosa. Mimosa. Yeah. I'm a huge Moscow Mule guy. I, I I went on like a two month binge. Now I'm like over it, but man. I'll pop like an occasional mimosa, but that's about the extent of my drinking. When you drink, are you tempted to break your diet? No. Like drink and get a piece of chocolate cake? Oh, I think about the, the cake sometimes. So you really haven't had anything like that in like a year? Over a year? You haven't had a piece of cake in over a year? I had like a bite of carrot cake on my birthday. And no, you haven't gone, you don't get ice cream or? No. No, I don't, I don't eat dairy at all. Pizza? But you love pizza. I do. You not? Oh, I said you did. You've been. You're like but I, I still do. do. So, <laughs> dairy is incredible. It's but, amazing. But it's incredibly rough. Uh huh. I can't handle it. Sorry to cut this off. I have to go. Bye. Sorry, Athena. Nah. He has to go. Have a meeting. Nah. He, has to have a me- he has to have a meeting with Facebook. <laughs> Eric, stay strong, okay? <laughs> Eric, did you fall? Have you ever fallen asleep in here? I know, but have you ever fallen asleep in here? No, I don't. Just answer the question. Have you ever fallen asleep in here? I will say this is, um, there's nothing um, sleep worthy on this episode, but this is probably, uh, Matt, Matt. I was just going to say, I just want to say you to confirm or deny this. This is probably the mellowest um, episode we've ever had. Yeah, it's super mellow. Why is that? I, I don't know, but it, maybe it's you. You're mellow. <laughs> really? That's really what it is. I mean, I've had three cups of coffee. Yeah, you, huge yeah, ones. I'm, I'm pretty wired too. Yeah, but it's a guy. Like every time I come in, so he's gotten into this thing where he likes to start whenever I'm not in the like publishing area. You mean and the show starts at ten and you come in at ten thirty? No, don't even try to pull the time thing on me. Okay. But anyway, he does this thing where he just starts, and I kind of like it because it's like coming out of the fog and into like the battle. And just not knowing anything. And I kind of have to feel it out. And I was like, oh, we're going mellow today. And I can ride that wave. <laughs> we have so many complaints that the show has no intro. And it's like, not only did Matt doesn't even know when the beginning is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a back off, internet. <laughs> Email complaints to Eric at... All right, Matt here. Bye. Eric at Zumba.com. <laughs> Orange Theory Fitness. <laughs> Eric at Orange Theory. Why um, did you think about doing any of the other? Oh, did you think about doing any of the other stuff like the Zumbas and the Orange Theories and the Soul Cycles and the and the I think once, the other movement program. I think once I tried CrossFit, it was just that was it. There wasn't going to be anything else. I, I I haven't done any of those. I mean, I I think that they all whenever I see them, they all look cool. I, I like the idea of like riding a bike or just all that shit. And some of them concern me because they're just like they might be ripoffs. But man, the community is great. I'm so glad that you kind of got you know, pulled into that. Yeah, me too. Are, are you are you close to the people in your gym? Yeah. Yeah, very much. You lose 70 pounds in the first 90 days by just doing a diet that was handed down to you from God. You don't even know where it came from. <laughs> Pretty that's much, a, that's yeah. Like, that's like how great authors and great musicians <laughs> get their shit too. Um, then you... Um, you end up at some point uh, joining a CrossFit gym because you see it on on one of your friends yeah. feeds all the time and you're like hey i need a piece of that um you're also like at your wits end with um with your weight yeah you're you're you you you're you're sick of it yep and just prior to this you begin this journey and it's the most detailed journey that i've that i've heard um 
not that I've looked into it that much, but to do get bariatric surgery. Mm -hmm. What is bariatric surgery? Um, so it's modification of how you process food, really. And there's different kinds. So one is a sleeve. I don't know if you know. Do you know no. the differences? No, no, ma'am. Should I educate yes, you on Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. I don't know any of this shit. So there's And one. I talk so much shit about it. On um, recently, <laughs> recently someone said, you sound like someone who doesn't know shit about CrossFit and talks shit about CrossFit. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I have biases against bariatric surgery, so please educate me. Okay. Yeah. So there's several different kinds. I think the two most popular right now is one is a gastric sleeve where they they don't rewire any of your intestines. Mm -hmm. What they're doing is they're modifying how big your stomach actually is. So they take a part of it away, and then they staple it. So when you eat something, it's... Like they actually staple it? Like right. the kind that like... Like that I staple articles yeah. together with? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Paper. Okay. So they're stapling part of your stomach. So when you eat and it's going down into your intestines, it's still going through the, t the you know, like the upper intestine and then it goes through the lower intestine and everything functions the same. The only thing that it's really modified is, right, there you go. See, you take this part away. So everything goes down here exactly. How like do they know that they can do that? Like, how about, does that other part, like, shrink or get lonely or produce stuff that, like... like well, this gets taken out, so it's never coming back. Like, this actually gets removed. Oh, fuck me. Like, they're... When I say they staple, right, they're cutting they're cutting all of that. So this, they actually oh, remove... Oh, I always thought that when you're done losing the weight, they take the staples out and you get your stomach back. Not on this one. Okay. Okay, so that's one. That's choice one. That's one. It hurts me a little bit. That's that's painful. And then you have gastric bypass. The reason why they call it bypass is because you're actually bypassing your lower intestine. Or your is it your upper intestine or your lower? Some portion of it. Some part of your intestine, right? Okay, there you go. So they actually go in and then they make this little pouch. So this used to be your stomach, right? Uh-huh. So they now this is your stomach, so it goes from here, and then it bypasses what used to be part of your intestines, and so it just goes straight down, I think, to the lower intestine. So not only is it modifying, like, how much you can eat, but it's modifying how it goes through your system. So it's very fast. So... Hey, um, it's it, Now it all makes sense. Gary, Gary, didn't, uh, Gary Roberts, one of the producers here did a piece on a, a he just met a woman randomly at a gym he was dropping in on who had mm -hmm. gastric bypass mm -hmm. surgery and she was saying how fucked it is yeah because now um and she did she lost a ton of weight she dropped down to 130 right uh, from like 250 pounds well i mean you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna lose weight if but you starve yourself i mean she in this video he made of her she was basically saying that now the a portion of her and her whatever they took out was needed to absorb certain nutrients mm -hmm. and now she doesn't have that part Correct. anymore right oh how the fuck does she get the nutrients and gary's like I, I, you have I, to pop pills forever but but even then like and i'm no doctor but but let me do the, the algebra on this right there's this section of your intestine let's say that absorbs vitamin c okay. i have no idea what i'm talking about but let's just say vitamin c because i know what i think i know what vitamin c is and then they take it out now, even if you take the pills, you don't have the part of the intestine that would need to absorb the pill. Correct. I mean, it's like... 
the hope is that I, I don't. I didn't have my wisdom teeth taken out. I didn't have my tonsils taken out. I don't get any of that shit. I ain't having nothing taken out. I'm going with the just like. I don't even wear deodorant that often. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not modifying anything. We're just gonna sit over here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's soap in the shower. <laughs> okay, so so those two, these two options are are the most popular. And are those? Were you planning on doing one of these? Yep, this one. So you'd have no stomach anymore. Not really. Yeah. Do they leave the stomach in there, or do they take it out? Well, yeah, they just bypass it. I. God, I it's wonder... still in there. Okay. But it's cut off, you know. That doesn't doesn't that sound like science fiction to you? Yeah, it sounds creepy, right? Yeah. So whatever, I always thought that your stomach is where you digest food, but I guess it's just one very small portion of it. Small portion. Your your food actually breaks down in your intestines as it goes down. Okay, and in your in your in your blog, you said something that I thought was kind of funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one's great. Three percent of the people die. Yep. Fifteen percent have complications. Yep. Forty percent gain their weight back. Yep. I'm just gonna go with put that all together and say fifty eight percent have complications. Right. You know what I mean? I mean it's like uh, I there, like how you do the math. That's, there, that's good. Just it's all complications to me. This um th there was a doctor recently, um, Greg's been doing these um these L ones. Have you taken your L one? No. Oh, I can't wait for you to take it. You're gonna be Me stoked. Too. Um, Greg, Greg's been doing these L ones where he just puts doctors in there, okay. and it's it's sort of this networking for doctors and doctors. You know, are on the front line fighting the, this epidemic of chronic disease, okay. and and their tools are fucking retarded. Okay. And I mean, on the clin I mean, that in like the Webster's dictionary sense, they're they're not good tools. You just described two that I, I just know are horrible. Yep. Anyway, and one of the doctors who was there was a uh, uh, um, the head of a bariatric surgery unit. And okay. I'm thinking to myself the whole time, how the fuck is this guy processing this? Because Greg is basically saying that, like, he's telling the doctors, and the doctors know it, hey, you guys should be dealing with accidents. Like, you break your arm, you break yeah, your yeah, egg, yeah. someone okay. has Blount's disease, a car, a tire goes through your car window. Instead, you're dealing with fucking stuff that, that people need to take responsibility for. Right. And, and you don't have the tools to deal with that. Right. Greg's like, that's those people need psychiatrists. Those people don't need doctors. Right. Right? They need help to get process their shit. By the way, did you like going to um, – you, you've done a lot of therapy. I have. Did you like it? I loved it. You did like it. I like think it. everybody should have a therapist. Um. So – Um. Finally, I, I'm dying to know why this doctor's there and why this doctor's there. And finally, I, th I think if I heard him correctly, I heard him say that the reason why he's starting to think that, you know, CrossFit and diet and exercise might be the way, um, because it would be a great alternative because they're having trouble dealing with the massive amount of complications. The complications that they're having from doing the bariatric surgery is weighing down the clinic. And so they need to give some people they, – oh they need to reduce gosh. the number of okay. people who are doing it. I'm just like, <laughs> I want is this guy listening to himself? Is, is – man, this is going to be some hard-sweeping generalizations. Like are all Armenian people short? Um, but um, uh, is there anyone who should have bariatric surgery? Like like where, where have you found – and I know you're no doctor, mm -hmm. but – but you, you're, but you're fastidious and you are meticulous and you, that, and you're a research person, right? 
Yeah. And so I'm sure you did shitloads of research on it, right? Was it like every night you would be watching videos on YouTube and reading and the whole, like, was it like that? Not, not in the beginning. I think once I had gotten my brain there that this was probably going to have to be something that I did, I tried not to do that because I knew that there was going to be a bunch of bad shit on it. But my brain was like, well, this is the only thing that's going to save you. So it's whatever. How do you, but, but you didn't do it. I did not. And, and do you, do you think that there, that there, that anyone should do it? Okay, so <laughs> I'm like, this is a great one. Um, so the caveat here is I have nothing against anybody that has done it mm-hmm. or that made the decision to do it because I know that if they did, they were at that place where if I don't do this, I'm going to die. Right. And so there's, oh, God, I remember being there. You did feel like you were going to die? Yeah. Killed on, by your own weight? Yes. Eat yourself to death. Yeah, basically. That's like a you're that's a full blown addict. It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're asking me what I feel about the surgery itself, well, then I tell you it's bullshit. There's no way that you know. There's people out there will say, well, people decided to have the bariatric surgery because they just wanted the easy way out. Let me. Let me tell you something. There's nothing easy about, you know, that. There's nothing easy about it. You're still going to have to do some work. And having that modified and having to pop pills and do all that kind of stuff, it's not easy. But did they get to the point where they didn't want to have to deal with this, I would say, was the problem. They just wanted to make the other part go away. When you say this, it's all, it's all up here. All of it. It's all mental. Every part of it's a game and you have to work on here. You know, like, why do you think so many people that go on these like biggest loser shows? I don't know if you've ever seen a lot of those. I watched a whole season, um, once just binged it. Cause I, I was going to meet Bob Harper cause he took his L1. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. And I binged a season and I fucking, <laughs> I can't, I cried like in half the episodes. It was fucking rocked me to my soul. Do you know the number of, do you know the statistics of the people on that show that no. have gained the weight back or no. then even then some? No. It's like 80%. Wow. 70%, something like that. Oh, is that, and there was some publicity. Is that why the show ended? It got that bad publicity. I don't know, but it was, okay. I know that was a big issue. Pardon the pun. So you can fix, and bariatric surgery, right? You can fix any of this that way. But if you don't deal with whatever caused that, whatever was going on up here that would make you turn to food for comfort, because really that's what it is, right? It's not going to be, nothing is going to be long-term. Not bariatric surgery, not any workout program, not Biggest Loser, where they're going to stick you in a camp for a couple months. And guess what? They're going to, then they're going to take you out of this amazing environment where you don't have to deal with your life or the regular stresses of life. And then you go back home. And because you didn't learn any of that, you didn't learn to integrate that stuff in with normal life, your life. Right, right. So then you're going to come back and life is going to happen. And then guess what? That was two hands. 
That was two hands. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me let me throw this out there. Okay. You started the blog for accountability. Right. You went to a CrossFit gym for accountability. Yep. I don't know if you went there, but you're getting it there. Whether hey, you want it or not, right? It worked whether right? I yeah. sought it but or not. But you did start the blog for accountability. Is that is that like if like I'm thinking to myself, if I were to get bariatric surgery, it would be for that only for that reason. Like it would be like, okay, um it would be for accountability. You would get bariatric surgery for accountability? Yeah, like I'm not, I'm I'm not saying it's it's clear thinking, it's flawed thinking. Let me let me give you an example. Okay. Like I bought a unicycle. Okay. And it was ninety two dollars. And so I forced myself to practice every day for like 15 minutes, okay. if that. And after like two weeks, uh, you know, I still couldn't ride it, and um, I stopped. It's only a $92 investment. I don't have a lot of accountability to it. I think I see where you're going with this. When I was 20-some-odd years old and, and, and homeless, I fucking saved all my fucking money, and I spent $4,500 on a computer and a program called Final Cut Pro the day it came out. And I couldn't, I couldn't even buy a sandwich. Mm -hmm. And so I, the accountability was huge. It took me fucking two weeks to fucking load all 10 DVDs into the fucking computer and then to get support and get the footage. And this is like in 97 or 99 or 2000, something, you know, and the accountability was huge because I had made such a huge investment and I stuck with it for a fucking year until I was a fucking awesome editor. Right. Okay. You get bariatric surgery Mm -hmm. and there's this. Like, it may have been stupid about that computer and learn editing. It may be stupid that I bought that um, uh, unicycle. But but based on my commi- financial commitment to them, there was, or lifestyle commitment, there was a huge accountability. I'm assuming that people get bariatric surgery. Because it's going to force you to do it whether you want to or not. Right? So you're, you're only going to be able to eat that much food. Oh, there's that too, I guess, too. I didn't even think of that. Right. So are, okay. Yeah. So I think that's. By, I, did, I was thinking just about the accountability that you put yourself through all that stress and had a surgery and let someone cut into you. But you're also saying that there's a. But you can break through that physical crutch, can't you? You're saying that they make your stomach small so you won't eat as much, but you can still force down food, can't you? That's well, why people get fat again. Well, yeah. You're just eating more often. Uh, and it does. I mean, the the stomach material, right? It's stretchable, so you could stretch it back out again, or you're increasing the amount of times that you're eating, so you're just eating all the time. And. The, the, the one good thing I did hear about the bariatric surgery, which was interesting in your blog, this is the, this is the, this is the only – this is the first positive thing I've ever heard about it, was that when you went in for your first counseling visit, mm-hmm. they, one of the rules stipulations they had was that if you gain weight from that point on, right. you're out of the program. That's right. That kind of tripped me out. Yep. That I was like, well, at least that's somewhat responsible because there's also like um, – like uh, my wife's doing a, a nutrition challenge right now. Okay. And um, the day before the nutrition challenge started, she like fucking drank like a fish. I think she was drinking. She did something. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? She goes, ah, tomorrow I start a fitness challenge. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I guess like if you think you're going to go into bariatric surgery, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to eat three pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did that. You did that? Yeah. You weren't concerned that you were going to weigh more and they're going to boot you out? No. I figured, wow, well, I could just not eat for a day or two and it'll come right back off. But yeah, there's that <gasps> I'm never going to be able to have this again. Eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Gary Roberts who I mentioned earlier, he tried to get on um many many years ago, he tried to get on um The Biggest Loser. 
and they told him his personality was great and everything. He weighed 300 pounds. They told, or he was close to 300. They told him he wasn't fat enough. He wasn't fat enough. And to put on more weight and come back next year. Are you kidding? No, ma'am. I can't even fathom that. It's nuts, you right? Serious? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that 99.9% sure. Gary Roberts, are you talking about... Uh... Killing the fat man. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's awesome. I like him. He's here, he's here somewhere. Is he really? Yeah, he used to sit right there. Oh my gosh. He used to sit right there. Oh man, did you... The trailer for season two. Uh, is it good? It's good. Uh, Tyson said it's amazing. How come you not like it's fucking amazing? That's good. Re read my comments. Watch uh, it. Okay, all right. Not gonna get any hype from Eric. So you, so where do the, where does the, how long, how long, how much time do you spend going down this bariatric um, uh, surgery route? Like a year. A year. Yeah. Is that normally how long it takes for someone? It can take a while because you have to, like, it's a process. Um, That's good for me to hear too. I like that. Okay, so this is what happens. So. Anybody that considers bariatric surgery has to go to these introductory meetings, introductory meetings, sometimes more than one, sometimes a couple. And so the first meeting that you go to, there's hundreds of people there. I was like, for a while, I thought I was the only like really big plus size woman in Minnesota because everybody in the state is just so freaking active. But there was like this treasure trove of overweight people never seen before i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe there's this many people here Hundreds. you say that in your blog five doctors and over 100 people in the room yeah <laughs> yeah it was incredible so i didn't like that 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 imagery by the way it made me think that they just saw you as money but anyway i i would agree with you okay for sure um like time like they're selling you timeshares well here's what i don't get and when you go and you have problems or you have an overweight problem, I don't understand why this is the first line of defense with doctors now. They throw the idea of bariatric surgery around like it's, oh, you should just get bariatric surgery. That's how it came across to me. Athena, have you ever, have you ever considered bariatric surgery? Not, Athena, have you ever considered eating right? Right. And exercising. Right. Have you ever right. have you ever tried to do that? No. They don't have those tools, man. You need a CrossFit gym for that. That's the whole thing. Exactly. Doctors are amazing at what they do. They are not um they're not health experts. No. It's like asking the guy that the, they repair cars that are broken. <laughs> you how, know. How many doctors actually know a fraction of nutrition? None. None. Yeah, none. Except for the CrossFitting ones, the 20,000 out there that are CrossFitting. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so so okay, so you go in that room. Mm -hmm. So you have to sit through an hour of. Okay, these are all the types of surgeries we're gonna lay them all out. Dun 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 dun, and you're gonna officially start your process. So they give you these books. It's a big manual, and it talks about all the things, how your life is gonna be different, and all the things you have to be prepared for. And they cover this. <laughs> they cover this syndrome called dumping, so everybody knows what that is. You know what it is? No, ma'am. <laughs> You're looking at me like. <laughs> so dumping means it's a very unpleasant side effect of surgery. So when you eat something that's loaded full of too much fats and sugars, your body doesn't process it once it has that surgery. So it. <laughs> you just shit yourself. Pretty much. It literally goes through your body like that. Wait a second. Even fats? 
Yeah. But you need lots of fats. Well, it has something to do with like the sugars and fats and your body can't process okay. those things like okay. pizza, these things with high fat, high sugars, high Okay. Carbohydrates. Yeah, I don't know the the mix. Well, if we'll get a doctor in here and get that. Yeah. That would be amazing. We'll that would be amazing if like did they ever tell you did you ever say hey, you can't eat nuts and avocados? No. Okay. No, it's like sugar. Okay, so Candy, sugar. Sweets, okay. Okay. Like, uh, okay. All that stuff. So you'll you're, pun you're punished for eating sugar. Um, you shit your pants. Yes. Okay. Right. Right. So the more crap that you eat, you'll get punished by this dumping thing. Okay. So when they I tell you they tell you that in the first hour. Oh yeah. And they're like, so you're just gonna have to stay away from it. And I think it was the, well, I don't want to go my entire life and not be able to make the choice. So you can't drink alcohol either, because no. that's basically just crap, right? That's just sugars and carbs and. I mean, if you once you've had the surgery, <laughs> I'm thinking of my own personal. Do you know self. why they tell you that you really shouldn't drink alcohol? No, you mean so you don't sleep with the wrong person? Well, so the reason that they tell you not to drink alcohol after you have the surgery is because that stomach is super tiny, mm -hmm. and you become a cheap drunk basically oh you'll just be wasted <laughs> okay so you have to be you have to be very careful okay because it doesn't take a whole lot right okay because your stomach is the size of a golf ball okay or you don't even have a stomach or you, right so you do that one hour class yep you're in there with all the people and it, do you look around in there and you, and you feel yourself judging any of these people like oh that dude doesn't need it oh yeah yeah there was a lot of you don't mean to, but you do, right? So there was a lot of people there that looked like they might have needed to lose 30 or 40 pounds. And they were there. And I'm like, what are you doing here? You could. Don't be lazy. You could get it off super yeah. easy. I was yeah. expecting to see like what you see on TV, like my 600 pound life. I was expecting to see enormous people. Right. And that's. That's not who was there. There is a show called that, right? My 600 pound life. Yeah. Okay. I've seen clips, I think like on Twitter or wherever the fuck I've seen them. And I, um, do, do those people all have bariatric surgery? All of them. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh shit. And this is how I know about the show. Someone died. Yeah. Did someone die? Yeah. Someone did. During the surgery? I think so. Yeah. Like if you've never seen that episode, like this is how real it is. Yeah, I've never, I've actually never seen the show. I've just read about it. You can die. What network is that on? Do we know? I have no idea. Yeah, it's on um, TLC. Man, that that would suck. So okay, so and the, and everyone on the show is six hundred pounds. It varies. Some are like five something and so they don't kick you off. They don't make you gain more weight. <laughs> I don't. Though. I don't think so. And then they'll go like all the way up to like. I I think I saw one the other day that was in the 800s. Holy shit. And are when you see these people do you recognize are you like yeah something like they're like cuz you said earlier it's between the ears. Yep. Do you do you ever recognize yourself you're like I bet you this happened or like do you ever feel like you're this you're the shrink and you're like oh man I bet you this happened to her and I bet you this happened to him. Yep. Something happened. Right. It, it doesn't it doesn't have to be some childhood tragedy. It could be parents divorcing in their life that was their tragedy it's relative it, it is right but yeah there's 
anytime that I see somebody that was as big or bigger than where I was when I started, yeah, I look at them and I'm like, oh, gosh. You know there's a problem somewhere. Some trauma. Yeah. And that, and that, and I know this is cliche, but they're eating for emotional. Correct. That's it. It's that simple. It could be a divorce. It could be, I mean, like I said, it doesn't have to be. But that is it. That is. It's not just, it's not just addiction. If people were to say, oh, well, they're just heavy because they just really like food. Not really. No. I would totally disagree with that. That's not what it is. Man. Um, it's good for people to hear this because it allows for um, empathy. Yeah. Right? Um, it's so easy to fucking judge. It's so it's so it's so easy it's so easy to judge. Like, man, why why are they so fat? Why don't they just stop eating? Why why do they do that? Have you ever have you ever done that? Asked that question in your head? Have you ever thought that? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know what the, the biggest one I the biggest one I thought is and kind of Gary kind of turned me on to this. Gary was like he went to Disneyland, I think, and he saw all the fat people in the carts okay. and he was telling me about it. And like, and he's like, Hey, when's the last time you've been to Disneyland? I'm like 25 years. He's like, dude, it's going to blow your mind. I go, why? He goes, there's just shitloads of fat people in those carts cruising around. Okay. And I think he said that he saw his life headed that way. Yeah. And I, and so since then I've realized, Oh shit, I, that's been in my conscious. And so I see fat people in the grocery store being in those carts. And, and the way I've judged them is, is like, I really can't imagine anything taking away my mobility. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of where you were at. Like yep. like I can't imagine anything. Like I can't. I do not want to give that my mobility up. And um, but 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 once again, like it's good for me to hear this because like I I didn't. I empathize with it. You know what I mean? My trauma was I shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> you know when I was four, <laughs> I had to go and with shit in my pants. Um, but no one did that to me. And yeah, it's nuts. If you, if you're not given tools to know how to deal with shitting your pants, right? It's going to come out somewhere, right? Right. As however it is that you choose to deal with it. Right. And there's a hundred, there's thousands. Did, your, of did your therapist give you coping skills? Yes practices tangible practices um yeah yeah like hey breathe in through your right nostril out your other nostril or ask yourself this question or take space or it's like that it's like literally like something you could read and remind yourself okay what do i do when yeah so um there's a lot of different things i do every day so some is some are uh, meditation so i'll take like five minutes out to just um, I do grateful exercises. So I just sit down and think of 10 things I'm grateful for. And, and then I do, uh, I do thank you cards. So I, so I send out thank you cards. So somebody gets a thank you card every single day. Wow. Yeah. There's actually a book on that. It's super cool. And, and you can like tear the pages out and write the card. Is it like that? They have one like that. Yeah. Is but one, I physically there, sit down is with Is there a thank one where card. they're written for you? No. <laughs> that one would be awesome. <laughs> That's the one I need. That thank you card thing is pretty impressive. Um, 
I have had a handful of friends um, say that they're going to do that. It's, I don't think anyone's ever done it. That's so cool. Like, no, you actually have to like write out the thank you card, write the address, and put a stamp on it. So do you go to the, you know where the post office is in your town? Oh, yeah. And you go there? Yeah. Do you have a P.O. box? No. Okay. <laughs> Only weirdos have P.O. boxes. <laughs> I used to have a P.O. box. I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, okay, so so meditation. Yep. Um, it's funny. These are all things that people, you know, we had Greg Amundsen in here, big meditator. We had uh, Josh Bunch in here. I think he does the, or someone does the journaling. Yeah. Thank, thank you, journaling. Oh, uh, the grateful journaling. Grateful, yeah. You're the first thank you cards. Thank you so cards. So thank you cards. I set, uh, I wake up in the morning and I set my three MITs, most important tasks. Of the day. Yep. Okay. So I think it's like, what are those three things that I need to do today? Could it be as simple as getting a haircut? Hell yeah. Okay. Is, is going to the gym always on there? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then, and then you, do you pray? Yep. A lot? Every day. At a certain time? In the morning. Right when you wake up? Yep. And how long does that take? Well, I call it praying, but it's really just, you know, talking to God about what I'm trying to do that day. Do you ever multitask and shower and pray at the same time? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You don't have like a prayer chair. You don't like. No. No. No, I, think I, my, I think my sister does a lot of praying in the morning, I think, but I always picture her like sitting in a rocking chair with her Bible and doing it. Like when she tells me about it, that's how I just kind of picture it. No, no. I, I talk to God the same way I'm talking to you. So I just sit down in my chair and I'm like, all right, this is what I'm doing today. So I kind of need your help here, 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 here. I'm thankful for this, 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 this. Is there a moment in your life when you found yourself? Finding yourself, I think, is a, it's a process. I don't know if you wake up one day and you're like, ta-da. But I would say this last year, for sure. When you, when you experience, I know we have so many fucking stories open. This voice in my head is like, you're on, you're on the day one of the bariatric surgery, you fucking idiot. When you, when you... Um, <laughs> tell me about the first time you experienced intensity in the CrossFit gym. Like, do you like, did you ever get scared? Like, I'm gonna have a heart attack. I'm gonna have a stroke. Holy yeah. shit! Like, tell me about that. Tell me about the first time you were like, "What the fuck? This is intensity." Um, I didn't really know like super super intensity until I started doing the CrossFit classes, and I think the first couple, I, I thought I was gonna die. Um. One of the, what was one of the workouts? Maybe DT was one of the workouts. I didn't think I was going to survive. I don't think I could walk for like two days. Every muscle and leg and joint hurt. And you pushed through it. Yeah. And why did you push through it? Well, I think part of it's just to see like, can I do it? Right. You know? And then once you do it, and then you start and you start going, well, maybe next time I could get better time or you know, maybe maybe next time I could do more of those. It becomes like this competition in your brain, you know, like I can totally whip that out faster next time. Are are you journaling all your workouts? Not all of them. No. But you you see yourself get only making progress? I think it's the well, 
Well, some progress isn't, a lot of progress that you'll notice isn't how many reps you're doing. It's, hey, I can, I can get up today and I can put 10,000 steps on my Fitbit and guess what? I can still, there's still room for more. Or, hey, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I'm not ready for a nap. That's a big deal, you know. And how much do you sleep? Um, sleep was super important to get under control. I was on a sleep, like, uh, you know, what do they call those CPAP machines when I started? No Forgot to tell shit. you that. Shit. Yeah. Tell me, what, what are those machines? CPAP? Yeah. I've seen ads for those. Are those basically just for obese people? They're not just for obese people, but obese people tend to have a lot higher frequency of um, needing those machines. It basically keeps your nasal passage open so yep. you can breathe? Yep. Are you, are you done with that machine? Yep. Oh, that must be so awesome. You know what? It happened by accident. I think it was, um, it was like month seven, month six maybe. Of CrossFit. Yeah. And I, I, I accidentally fell asleep on my, I was tired and fell asleep on my couch and I didn't put, I, I didn't have it on. It was upstairs. And I woke up and I'm like, well, I'm still alive. And hey, I didn't have my machine last night. And I'm like, well, holy shit. You know, this is something, again, the doctor said that, oh, no, you're probably going to be on the CPAP for the rest of your life. And sometimes these problems don't go away. And I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen if I don't wear that tomorrow night. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. So I went to sleep without it. I'm not suggesting that anybody does this, by the way. But I am. <laughs> oh, gosh, there it is. So And that was it. Yeah. So and you're, and you're done. And yep. You never wore it again. No. And and th this was about six months ago? Mm, yeah, six or seven months ago. You're about 13 months into your CrossFit journey? Uh, this is month. Yeah, 13 months ago. When CrossFit approached you to do the um, video, um, was any part of you like, nah, I'm not, I don't want to do it? No. No, it was like, I'm totally on board. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was going to be, though. I didn't know. I wasn't sure what to expect. And, and why? Why did you want to do it? Like, you don't seem like someone who wants or needs or is looking for any attention. I think that I, I found something that works and this is after spending so much time with doctors and you know now I I see all those people out there that I'm sure there's hundreds of people at those bariatric surgery meetings millions every every time I don't think it's slowing down no and I think if more people come forward and say hey you know like this can change your life it can save your life would they do it would they still do the surgery do you do you think you're the heaviest person who's ever walked into your gym? Yeah, I think so. Did uh, did they have any fear? Did they have any um what's the word reticence? Did they have any what's what the what's a good big word I could use there? Do they have any any like um you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> you're like you know what I mean, right? <laughs> did they have any like oh, we don't know how to deal with you? No. Um 
they took the modification approach from the very first day. I think my coach, DJ, was a little... Um, not concerned. I think he was a little fearful at first. Partly because, you know, this this journey was so important and I think that he just wanted to make sure that he could help. You know, can I do enough for her? This is going to sound so fucking harsh. What? Um, I'm like, hit me, go ahead. Um, when, when... When when I'm when I'm walking through the subway, you know, and especially now that I have kids, I'm walking through the subway with my kid or something like that, or I'm somewhere and and the streets littered with like heroin addicts or whatever, and people passed out and just it's just a fucking scene, right? Okay. And there's a lot of places like that in the country, especially in the West Coast, and and I just saw some crazy ones actually the other day on YouTube of what's happening in San Francisco with just the the BART train being littered with those people. I avoid them. I just go right past them. They're just fucking addicts. I got shit I got to do. I have no empathy. I have no compassion. I don't have any like, and and maybe I even I even have a little bit of resentment. Like, dude, what the fuck? Why do I got to deal with this shit? Right? Okay. And um, because like, like, why do I my why does my kid have to walk through urine? And when I when I watched your video and you said that I would never um, I didn't think I would ever run, mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself. That's fucking crazy. Like, of course you're going to run someday. But after reading your blog and after meeting you, mm-hmm. like, I fully get it. And I don't expect anyone who doesn't have weight issues to go back and read your blog unless they want to get that empathy and awareness. Right. But, like, I fucking fully get it now. I would have never, if I was in your shoes, I would have never thought I could fucking run again either. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on? We bang on the wall. It's, um, I don't know what you've said that's just really sunken in to me. But, like, yeah, I, I the, the journey you've made is, um, like, you, you, you went over a fucking dangerous pass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one, no one should have to do that. It's not like, yeah, you went way, way close to the edge. Yeah. And turn the corner. Yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of it's it's kind of remarkable that you, that you didn't that you didn't think of, um, I mean I I mean this isn't going to be good either. But I, I would almost think of suicide before I thought of bariatric surgery. It's kind of amazing that you you you're kind of a, you're a remarkable human being that you still had hope. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, have you seen that movie Magic Pill? No, I no, I keep hearing about it, but yeah, I don't know. Gotta, what is it about? You got to see this movie. It's basically they they just take just, just like six or seven different people whose lives are just fucked. Whether it's they have autism or they're <laughs> obese or um, the white man got them down or just whatever. They just take these people who are in horrible fucking life situations and they put them on the ketogenic diet. Keto. Basically, just throw them into ketosis. Just just feed them just fat and um, um, protein and just basically cut out carbs. Okay. And these people's lives have these fucking dramatic changes, right? Like they can, like some of the stuff you say, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden you can think, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's like these are the things like you don't even think about um, when you see someone who's four hundred pounds. You don't realize like holy shit, they they're a full blown addict, and their their brain is cl- like you don't. 
you don't see it for what it is. You just immediately just paint them as, um, as just having like bad, like lack of discipline. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's so easy to just like not have any empathy or not any understanding of it. There's, I think that there's a danger with lack of empathy. If you had yes. seen, if you had seen yes. me right now, would you know that I do CrossFit? No. Would you know that I eat very good? No. Or that I bust my ass? Or that you're a tremendous role model for the fucking world, <laughs> which you are, <laughs> insane role model. Would you know that though? No, ma'am. So you you would probably look at me right now and you're yeah. like, oh, she yeah probably man she got to get into a CrossFit gym. She got to go to a CrossFit yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many people out there. Like, you don't know right. when you look at them if they're overweight. You don't know what they're struggling with. You don't right. know what their problem is. But you right. also don't know that they're not actively doing something. Right. We just assume, right? Right. And you're on the straight and narrow. You're not fucking around. No. No. You know what? I, I don't think you can. You can't fuck around. No. You're like the second person who said that. I was like, how do you wean yourself from that addiction or something? They go, you don't wean yourself. No, you, you literally have to be like, when, when was it? I, I was listening to this. Um, I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts and I don't remember who was on, but they said, well, uh, start by, start by going from 10 sodas to down to five. And I remember hearing that and I'm listening to that and I'm like, no, no, that's utter crap. Because essentially what you're reaffirming is that, oh, two is better. Well, why can't you just quit the shit? Right. Why can't you just go to iced tea or something that's not loaded with sugar? Anything. Can't you really just say, hey, I'm not going to drink any more soda? Like, oh, Athena, it's not that easy. Oh, yeah, it is. You just don't well you kind of talk about that in your blog too if you're not ready you're not ready you're not ready if it i hear that a lot you know um people since the video came out so many people have reached out and and they're like well what do you eat it's remarkably you're remarkably strong in it and remarkably vulnerable i mean it's got to be one of the most potent videos we've ever made we made we have ten thousand videos on the site and we make great shit Sorry, go on. So people reach out to you since we made the video. It's so awesome, by the way. I just... That video will live forever, by the way. People will watch a games video, and it'll get a million views. Your video will trickle to a million over the next 20 years. You see, it's going to be... It's going to live forever because there's going to always be someone like you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Who, and yeah. who, who needs hope. You're going to give hope. There's always going to be someone who wasn't as strong as you, and they're going to see it and be like, oh, fuck, I need to, I need to be like Athena. Oh, <laughs> I'm serious. That's super sweet, by it, the way. But it's the truth, right? And it's why we—it's why we want. I wanted to have you on the podcast. I'm like, oh, we gotta get her, get, get her. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, so. What, what yeah. The? If you're not, if you're not, you you literally have to get to the point where you just say, "I'm I'm gonna change." And for you, it's because you thought you were gonna die. I thought I was going to die, but I'll I'll tell people. They're like, "Well, you know, what do I need to eat?" And I'll tell them some of the stuff that. Hey, this is what you need to cut out first. And they're like, mm -hmm. ah, I, I don't know if I can do that. And there's a part of me, and as sad as this sounds, there's a part of me that just wants to say, okay, well then we're done talking. I don't have any more time for this. It, That's the foreclosure girl in you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because, right, if you say, well, I don't know if I can do that. Okay. We'll talk when you're ready. 
because that's what you have to do. Right. Your you, how how much therapy have you done? Um, I did five years, and then my therapist was like, "Well, you don't, you don't really need therapy anymore." So I'm like, well, "What happens when you don't need therapy anymore? You know, like you're just done." You just liked it. Uh, well, yeah, I kind of liked having that 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 third person outside of your life just to. Did talk you always shit do out. it one on one? Yeah, face to face. Yeah. So, so you did it the whole time you were in Texas or in Minnesota? Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Is that the first time you did it? Yep. Yeah, I think when I moved to Minnesota, it was just Minnesota kind of saved my life. How do you how do you go to your first therapy session? Um, so I go there thinking, you know, the sky is going to open up and she's going to have all this amazing, wonderful advice and what you need to do to fix your life. And mm-hmm. I don't know what I was expecting, but that's not what it was. Does, does she, do you find her in the phone book on the internet or, um, how do you find the therapist? I, find her? I think so. Okay. So I therapist. found her cause she, yeah, she was super close by. Okay. So I go to the first session. Jewish? I, uh, I don't know. Stereotypical she, therapist? No, no okay. I don't think so. All right. No, she was a very, she's very, um, like spiritual and, you know, everything's based on karma and law of attraction and all this stuff that I just love and I believe in. You know? So I thought I was going to be on like a, like a, like a couch. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like That's a, what I see. I thought I was going to lay down yeah, on the couch yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. she was going to be right here. And then I was yeah. going to be like, okay. She puts a warm cloth on you and, yeah. and burns the aromatherapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. So I thought that that was therapy. No, that's not it. So <clears throat> the role of therapy is for them to, they're going to pick until they hit, you know, they're going to pick around until they hit a spot and then, then that's her sign that, okay, this is something that we need to explore. And what's weird is that even you as a person don't know that it's a sore spot until somebody oh pokes it, right? Yeah. And it just, so she'd start poking around metaphorically uh-huh. until she would ask me about something and then I knew it was a sore spot because guess what? I would, you know, I'd start crying. I'm like, ooh. So that was her sign. Okay, well, we need to talk about this until you don't cry anymore. Did you ever lash out at her? No, no. You're not like fuck you. There's nothing there. Shut the fuck up. Leave that alone. <laughs> you never get there that. There wasn't. There genuinely wasn't any ego in it for me. Because you go there, well, you're you, paying money. You're going there to get. You're going there to get help, right? So yeah. Why are you going to fight it? And so is that is that how therapy works? They you talk about it and talk about it, and does she ever say, hey, this? Do they ever give you advice or tell you like, does does the therapist say, okay, we've been talking about this for a week, get over it? No. No, it's not like that. No, you you basically just keep revis- revisiting the topic until I can talk to you about it right now, where I'm like, it it becomes matter of fact. Do you think she's seen the video? She did. She did. Yeah. You sent it to her. Mm-hmm. And what did she? And, and but you were, but you were done seeing her. No, I still time? see her. You still see her. Oh, I so still... she tried to get rid of you, and you're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yes, she I, did. I want to give you money. She wanted to. One thirty. Awesome. Thank you. 
<laughs> right in the middle of this heavy shit we're talking about therapy <laughs> lee comes in to tell me i have to meet the guy at my house at 1 30 he's gonna build my my gate i love it i got plenty of time are you are you in town for the night yeah do you fly out today no okay so so she's so she's poking at it, she's poking at it. and oh so you still see her to this day so right so what she did was she's like athena you don't you don't need therapy anymore and i'm like well but i like talking to you i felt like she had become part of my life and she's right. like well i'm not I'm your real friend you pay for me <laughs> right she was like well how about i become your life coach and i'm like awesome awesome because i think we all need those two and so how often do you see her once a week and so you so tell me about when you send her this video Yep. Does she know it's coming? Does she does. Okay. Like, I would tell her. Does she warn you, like, hey, are you sure you want to go public with this? Is he going to live with this your whole life? Or... No. No. No, I, th I think to her, it didn't surprise her at all. She's like, Athena, you're, I think you're built for this, you know? Like, you, you have something that people can relate to. And it doesn't mean that people have to be abused, but we all go through something, right? Everybody has a story. Right. And because everybody has a story, it's people can relate to it. So. And when she sees it, what, what's her feedback? She thought the video was how how Mike did his magic was great. And I mean, you get no offense, Mike. I mean, you gave him the fucking. There was a lot of material I there. I mean, right? you gave him such good shit. It's like, how is he? How is he gonna fuck that up? Sorry, Mike. I mean, it's great. You deserve a lot of hurt. But so I mean, man, he must have went home tickled. I need to ask him. I wish he was here. Well, you know what he said. What? So when he was when he was in the dining room with me that day, and we're filming, and he puts his hand up like this, and he was like, "Okay, um, I didn't know that this is what we were gonna be talking about." <laughs> And he goes, this just took a totally different direction than what I thought it was going to take. He goes, I had no idea that this is, I had no idea. So when he was leaving, um, we were at the gym and it was Saturday and I knew that he was going to go, he was going back and he was just standing there looking at me and he was like, I hope I don't f fuck this up. That's awesome. And that's Get what on he, it. And that's that was a huge responsibility. <laughs> He left, and I'm just bawling. It was so emotional for me to hear him say that. He was like, I hope I don't fuck this up. He didn't. That's ne what he said. Neither of you did, yeah. He was. Yeah, he was I totally get that. Nothing in this remote realm, but in 2008, when I was filming Every Second Counts, it's a CrossFit Games documentary, and I was filming with Josh Everett. He cried on camera. And then later on that day, he texts me. He goes, you're so happy, aren't you? because <laughs> he knew i was like yeah that was awesome because you get so when you when you when you did this you know fucking historical just dump on him of your life he was probably like oh my, my fucking God. lord this is gold yeah i hope i don't drop this on the way home yeah it's like someone gave you china and you just like you, you don't want to fucking break it yeah that's kind of how he was that day and i was he's like i want to be able to tell this the way it should be Oh, it should be. I didn't know what that meant. So you go back to what you were talking about at first, right? Where I'm in my living room and this video breaks. I think that was the reason that I was so worried. I wasn't worried. It was more like a, I don't know what parts he was going to use. 
or what he was going to. Well, you also didn't want the internet to slam you, right? You talk about that in your blog. <sighs> I thought I was going to have, you know, it's the internet, right? right. There's always going to be. And someone, something. yeah, someone is going to say something stupid, of course. So, yeah, but if you'll notice on the, on Instagram, on the CrossFit Facebook, there wasn't a single negative comment. Yeah, the journal's crazy. There was one. There was one, but it was very clear that it, it wasn't about me. It was some, some guy that had a bad experience with CrossFit. And oh. he's like, well, CrossFit's using... Oh, let me hear you know, it. diabetic hear and it. obese people now too, exploiting di- you know obese people or whatever. And I'm like, okay. Well. <laughs> so I'm like, no, let me explain to you. Uh, the people who make metformin are <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. exploiting. Thank you. You fucking idiots. <laughs> I don't remember what he was talking Here, about. Let me tell you what's going on for anyone who doesn't know. Just what's going on with CrossFit Media and CrossFit in general. Okay. Greg Glassman made this fitness program, and it's a it's a program that people who, um, if your life depends on your fitness, meaning you're a first responder, you're a firefighter, you're a police officer, you're a Navy SEAL, this is the ultimate program for you to keep you in shape when you're not doing your profession. Meaning, meaning when you're a firefighter, if you need to be strong and jump over walls and carry hoses and run with them, this is the program you should be doing. And it was, and that's that's one of the reasons it was absolutely developed, including the diet, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. If your if your fitness is paramount to you saving your life, so you can go home to be with your kids, CrossFit's for you, and that's why Navy SEALs, and that's why firefighters, and that's why all our friends who are cops, and all the people we admire in our life, and all the people who we would want to come help us do fucking CrossFit. He also knows because he was a gym that he could take old people or unhealthy people and bring them in and put them on the exact same program and scale it. Mm-hmm. And they turned into those fucking people. Mm-hmm. And he also knows that they got off of their fucking diabetes medication and they got off of their statins. And he, he witnessed the That's fuck. what I don't understand. When he people, witnessed when, it. When people say stuff like that. And so, you... yeah, it, it, it's just, it's paranoid people. It's so fucking negligent to say CrossFit is dangerous, that CrossFit exploits or does this or that, because it's, it's so profoundly helpful to everyone. But, but, um, so now, so, so these, these 200,000 people who've gone through, um, Greg Glassman's, um, training program mm-hmm. that's run remarkably by Dave Castro and Nicole Carroll, two of the most amazing people I know, they, this program, um, all of those trainers who've been through that L1, they have the tools that a lot of doctors don't have. Most doctors don't have that they don't learn in medical school unless mm-hmm. they went to their L1. They now have the tools to not only make um, people super duper fit, but to help people like Athena right. get healthy. And it's like it's the same fucking program. No fucking duh because we're all fucking humans. And it's infinitely scalable and modifiable. So and if you have a good coach like you did, yep. in which 99% of all CrossFit coaches are, it's going to work for you. And all the shit's free on the internet. Yeah. We give it all away free. 95% of everything that's in the fucking journal is free. Go get it. That's how I learned. And then the community part's just a bonus. Right? Yes. That's just Anyway, sorry, I went off on this. It's a huge bonus. Fucking like it's so it's so it's irritating just because it's negligent. I understand if you don't want to do CrossFit, I understand if you want to do Soul Cycle or Zumba or you just don't want to exercise or it's it's fine. But don't say CrossFit's bad because it's like saying the sun is bad. You're 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 fucking out of your mind. So <laughs> what is the goal though? I mean, is the goal to 
reach more people like the way I was? <clears throat> The, the, goal? Goal, the goal, so you can see from our media, our goal, first of all, is to make sure all the trainers know mm -hmm. that they have those tools. Mm -hmm. Because um, our media was so driven by forging elite fitness in the early years that they may not know. But it's to remind them that, and it's in the L1, that nutrition is our foundation. It's not even movement. Greg Glassman will be the first one to say you cannot exercise away a bad diet. So that's like the so point. true. Yeah, remind yep. them, and we teach all all that's taught in that one. Then the next thing is to remind them that you have infinite scalability. Yeah, you can squat down just two inches the first day, first week, three inches the fifth week. You know what I mean? And it took you eight months to go below parallel. Yeah, and so that that's for you. That's that's like life transformative, right? Right. That's like, holy shit. You know, Kyrene was in here and she said she was at the supermarket and she dropped a peach yep. and she wasn't going to pick it up. Yeah. And then someone saw her and she felt peer pressure. Oh, God, that's so true. That's an amazing story, right? And so that's what got her, like, one of the things that got her off her ass. It was so, it was such a relatable story, too, because, oh, God, I didn't even, I didn't even tell you this part when I. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I, so the goal is to let, every, is to make it accessible to everyone because it is, no, sorry. It's already accessible to everyone. The goal is just to let everyone know that these are the lifeboats. Come get one. Athena is there in the gym waiting for you. She will. Fu she's. <laughs> she, you're a fucking pioneer. You know what I mean? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So, Kai, mm -hmm. when she was when she was telling that peach story, I think one of the reasons that I didn't want to go into a CrossFit gym. It's not, that, it's not that you don't think about these things. I think every overweight person wants to go to a gym to get healthy, right? Right. But when you're that big, you can't get up very easily. So guess what's going to happen if if there's even a remote chance that you're going to have to get, get down on the ground? Down. Yes. Then it creates this humongous level of stress because then you're like, I'm going to have to get back up. Now, how am I going to do this? And not have everybody watching me. These right. are the kinds of things that you think about. Right, right. No difference had she dropped the peach, right? She right. said, screw this because she knew. Like we all know what that is, right? Right. <laughs> um, and, and you do and you do hear about it. I just heard a story recently from a coach. I wanna say maybe it was Craig Howard who told me. I apologize if it's not, but he had a client come into the gym. Mm -hmm. And he's the owner, and he's amazing. He's one of the fittest men in the world. He's probably like 56 years old. He he had a client come into the gym. They were they were so big, and during the training, he they they had to lie down. They had to get on the ground, and they couldn't get up. And as a coach, he wasn't sure how he was going to tell them. And he said right. one of his other coaches came over and coached them through, told the person how to get up. Roll over on your side, put this hand down, put this yep, hand down. Yep, yep. And then they finally got up and it was like this fucking it was it was a win for everyone. But you're right. It is like if you if you like for me that seems unfathomable. Yeah. To be able to lie. Could you not tie your shoes? No. And now you can. Oh yeah. yeah. You own your shoes. I put these on myself this morning. Holy shit. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. When when Matt Bickle was in here, he was basically um and he's, I don't know if you know who that is. He's just giant anyway. He's now he's 280 pounds and he's lean, but he was like close to 500 pounds. And he. Matt Pickle. Colorado? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. The, uh, the, um, marijuana. Marijuana guy. Yeah. Adult guy. He was basically saying about just furniture. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like looking at furniture, like what, all the time. What's going to collapse on me next? Yeah. You're, you're, um, 
you know, in your head, you're always looking at chairs, like the size of chairs. And in your mind, you're kind of sizing up how wide the arms are. Because either you're going to make an attempt to sit down or you're not. Right. Everything, everywhere you go, the movie theater, the everywhere. Right. Benches, anywhere there, there, there's a seat. Restaurants. Oh, my gosh, that was a huge one. So if a restaurant had, if I, if I ever walked into a restaurant, if I ever even made it that far, and saw that there was sides on the chairs, like arms, I would walk out. I'm like, yep, not going to happen because guess what? I'm going to get stuck in the chair. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. You know, I'm going to get stuck in the chair and then having to like pull yourself out of the chair. So that's happened? Oh, yeah. I don't know a single overweight person it hasn't happened to. Holy shit. Like this shit happens. Holy shit. Matt, you were in the bathroom forever. (laughs) (laughs) These are some great stories. Yeah. Thanks for helping me. Yeah. You're awesome. Thanks. I'm a little less judgmental than I was when you got here. (laughs) Education. Oh, you killed me, Eric. How do you, do you, do you have a, do you have a goal? No, you don't count calories. You don't have a goal. You're just on the straight and narrow. Uh, well, I'll tell you why I don't have a goal. Um, no counting calories. I'm totally against it. If you're eating the right stuff, you shouldn't have to count any calories. Um, it's badass. You yeah. Make well great, said. You make great glass. Put proud. that, put that yeah. on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's so great. Glassman. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never been that thin ever. So I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to feel like. And I I used to be a numbers girl before I started CrossFit. It was all about the number, right? I need to get down to this weight. I never really knew what it was, but I knew I needed to get down. And I, I think once CrossFit kind of became a part of my life, it became more about, well, what body fat do I want to get down to and how strong do I want to be? And the priorities changed. So I kind of know maybe where that might land. But you're just doing it. I'm just doing it, man. I'm just taking one day at a time. Um, How often do you weigh yourself? I used to weigh myself every day. But um, that's dangerous because your body just naturally has ebb and flows. Right, right. And that's what it does. Um, I used to do it every day. Now I might do it every two weeks. Are you comfortable when you go into the CrossFit gym now? Is it home for you? Yeah. How long did that take? Hmm. A couple months. Because I, I still think that there was a part of me that was always wondering if, oh, God, you know, somebody going to be looking at me when I go down there. It was a huge paranoia. It took my mom a year. Yeah. It's and, 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 huge. She, and I think hers was her age and her just like she, because she was 70, 69, and she didn't, you know. She knew that like everyone there was young and well, could do all the shit. My mom would avoid going. My mom, I bet you still does this. Yeah. I, I hope she doesn't make it to the end of the podcast. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> mom. She still does. Um, on when, if she knows that there's a group workout, a uh, partner's workout, yeah. she'll avoid it because she doesn't want people to have to wait for her. I'm like, mom, Aww. fuck them. Make them do more work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. go. Don't not go because of that. No mm-hmm. one gives a shit. Well, she goes. Sorry, yesterday at the gym. Don't look at my mom. Well, you know what I say about that too? You know, like I'll tell other overweight people if they're thinking about it, you know, because there's this huge fear, you know, that people are going to be staring and looking and 
They are. If you're in the middle of your wad. Oh, yeah. They're not staring there. You do not have freaking time to be looking at anybody. And if you do, you should probably leave. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You're not giving your all. Today, I was at Starbucks with Jonathan Haynes this morning. Okay. And this lady walks up with her boyfriend, I assume. And she's like 25 years old. And she has no fucking legs. Legs. No legs. She did, like above the knee. She's okay. got nothing. But she walks up, and she's walking fine. Like she's in shorts. She's in like spandex, really short shorts. Okay. She got a good body, but she got no fucking legs. And she has these prosthetic little feet that look like they're like they're, they're like. That's the only. That's the only thing that looks. All the other stuff's like mechanical yeah, shit, yeah. like bionic man shit. Okay. But the feet are like feet, like in there. In um, I can see them because the, she's in sandals. Mm. I stared my ass off. Why? Because I'd like I'd never seen that before. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I never seen a woman walk up to fucking star. I never seen any human being walk up with no 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 legs and walking, and then she had the feet that were like, like, fake feet, but they look like real feet. And so yeah, like my point is, is that people are gonna stare. Are you when you stare like that? Because you mentioned earlier when you were talking about overweight people, are you yeah. staring because you're in awe, or are you staring because you're just naturally curious? I'm I'm really cu- curious. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Like like yeah. like I've seen this. Like I've seen the overweight person like approach a curb. Like I'm just wa- I'm just watching them like I would watch anyone. You know like 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 I, like I watch Matt. And then all of a sudden I see him approach a curb and slow down. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, this is this is like now I'm really watching <laughs> because like I see that they see the curb as a challenge, right? Well, yeah, they, they, that, traversing that curb might as well be Mount Everest. It's, but you know what? God, I don't mean to float my own boat, but I'm like a unique character. Like even when I stare, like like, um, like I'll be watching women. Like one of my friends will say something crass, and it's like it's not like that. It's like I'm just watching. Like I, I don't need to be like fucking you in my brain to be like watching <laughs> you. You know what I mean? Like why do you get your mouth open like that? <laughs> it's the truth. It's just like it's just like I remember when I first started doing CrossFit, I was just fascinated with all the bodies. I was especially fascinated with the men's bodies because I wanted my body to look like that. I never got there. But and they would joke around like, Savon, why are you always just filming the men? Why are you just always filming the men? It's because I want that body. Oh, that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it was. Uh, do you do all your CrossFit here? Not all, but a lot. For all the reasons that you say I do it here, I, uh, camaraderie. Um, accountability. Mm-hmm. They always push me into stuff that um, I don't want to do. Like if I go home, I'll just do like assault bike and burpees and just shit like that. And these guys like make you lift weights. Actually do the workout. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do a ton of interval stuff like on the minute at home. Okay. Yeah. So so going back to your goals, so you um... – Direct answer to questions, I think – I, I think it's going to land somewhere around maybe 75 to 90 more to go. And, and um, in your blog, you talk about how you cut back your CrossFit. It's, well, it's not, God, man, there's so much to cover. we got to have you back again. Okay. I'm going to open this one up too. There's so many fucking threads open. In your blog, you say something really, really cool. Basically, you've been on this massive transformation where you can't even catch up with sort of your new identity, right? Like like you've literally been transforming yourself every single day for 13 months. And recently, you're like, holy fuck, I need to take a deep breath and like just take stock of this fucking person. Who the fuck is this, right? And you, the video came out and like, and you've lost, you know, how much, how much have you lost already? 
Uh, 206 so far. Holy shit. 206. And congratulations. Thank you. So badass. (laughs) So amazing. And so you went and started doing CrossFit two days a week instead of five days a week. Yep. How long did you do that? And did that help? And Well, I... There was a couple of reasons. I You went to Zumba. No way. All right. Eric goes to Zumba. <laughs> oh. Closet Zumba. <laughs> um You were talking about the the whole life catching up thing, right? Yeah. You don't you don't realize um how what an impact when when your entire life changes just the just the simple fact that you can go to a grocery store and it still happens from time to time but just going to a grocery store and being able to go in buy your vegetables buy milk and get out of the store without having people look at you weird it's almost like you walk in there and you're waiting for it and then it doesn't happen and then you're like what what the hell was that? You know, like I was just able to go in there and buy something and not have people say something to me. Just something as simple as that, not having to carry that around. Anymore. And when you mean say something to you, mean like offer you help or? Oh, hell no. No, oh. no. Like the minute I would walk past somebody at 400 whatever, we don't know really, do right, we? Right, right. Um, Bigger than the scale can weigh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'd get past them and I could hear it, you know, like, what the fuck did you just see that? Did you oh. see that? I would hear this stuff Fuck. like people didn't know I had ears. You know? Right. And I heard it all the time. I mean, and, it would and be the, something. And the more you hear it, the more you become sensitive to it. Like, meaning, like, instead of blocking it out, like, you're, like, waiting for it. You expect it. I, I think, yeah. I, I I went from it making me mad and pissed off to it just becomes part of your life. You you expect it. And that's what I was expecting when I walked into CrossFit the first time. You asked how that first day was, and I'm like, I was expecting, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I thought it was just, I was going to get the, the hell is she doing here? I don't know what the hell she's doing here. You, you know who gets the same comment? I mean, not the same, but similar treatment in public is Brooke Entz. She said that. Remember that? Yeah. Do you know who that is? Yeah. For totally different reasons. Yeah. But you expect it, right? And someone who's six seven. The guy we had, we had a guy in here who was six seven the other day. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but yeah. but like, um, those aren't. That shit's hurtful. That shit like makes me want to cry, when you say it. Like to me. Well, it is. It. I mean, it is. But you know. Like as big as my nose is, I've never walked by someone and then been like, "God damn it, dude, your nose is big. It's not. It's not big enough." I didn't even notice the size of your nose. Well, see, that's what I mean. <laughs> She's just being nice. So, so my point is that some of that is us, right? Yeah. What do you mean, some of that is us? Meaning, you have a paranoia right. about your nose. Right. I had a paranoia about my weight, and then right. it would get to a point where I was waiting for it to happen because I convinced myself that everybody saw right. something terrible. Right. And they don't. They don't? Not necessarily. You, At, I think part of it is just you grow a complex about it. Same as an overweight person, right? 450 pounds is big, man. Oh, it's horrible. It's it's terribly big. And, and um, I, I chased tornadoes one summer in Lubbock, Texas. 
and I and, and at that time in California, like I remember, like I, there weren't a lot of fat people, mm-hmm. and I went to Lubbock, Texas, and there, there wasn't were, a lot of fat people in Lubbock, Texas. Shitloads in Lubbock. Sorry, I was living I in was California. Going to say, wait, what? Yeah, I was working in California, <laughs> and I got a job in Lubbock, Texas, one summer chasing tornadoes, <laughs> and so I would go to, I would go, I started, I was lived there for a summer. That was like our base, and we would chase tornadoes all the way up to the border, of Canada. And I'll, I could, I, one of the first things I did is I called fucking home and I, um, and there was all these, all you could, everywhere there was all you could all you eat. can eat. Yeah. 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 And I would, I would, I told my mom, I said, mom, these people are huge. Yeah. And she goes, yeah. I go, no, no, you don't understand. Like they are. There's, there's like, there's, they're not only tall, but they're fucking massive. You know, Texas is the heaviest state, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I would I would guess there Mississippi or somewhere somewhere where it's you know just it, the education is just not there yep. in the in the culture. But um, I'm I'm not trying to be, I'm not I'm just trying to keep, just be honest or keep it real. Like I think at 450, I think people like 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 if I saw you today, I wouldn't take a second glance at you. You know what I mean? But if I saw you at 450 pounds, like I mean that's. Yep. There's um not even to judge. There's some um, Ripley's believe it or not shit there. Yeah, I think at four fifty. Yeah, I don't know. I think like see, I see shows like right. I see shows like the one we were talking about earlier, and I right. see somebody that's nine hundred pounds, and that's what it takes for me to go. Wow, four hundred fifty to me is like. There was a girl. I feel this is gonna. This is another. I definitely shouldn't say this. What? There was a girl at the CrossFit Games one year. Okay. And I know her. I know. I know her. And um, she is a very, very popular person on in the world. She's rich for her identity. Mm-hmm. And she was so fucking skinny. And she, she wasn't she she crossfitted but but her job requires her to be super duper skinny. Okay. And she would when she would walk around, um, she would walk through the tennis stadium. Okay. People fucking stared at her. That's how skinny she was. Okay. Do, do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, trying, what year? <clears throat> 2015. And there was there was just talk about there was just talk about it. I just think my 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 point being is I just think that there's like um. I mean, did you ever see? Let me turn it on you. Do you, do you, do you ever I'm see? Ready. Do you ever see people in public where you're like, "Holy shit, that person is fucking huge." No. No. No, I. All right, well, I, that fucks me up. I don't. Well, no. <laughs> okay. Um. Do you ever see someone in public and you're like, "Man, that person is skinny." Like, you ever like 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 you're at the lake where everyone runs around <laughs> and you're like, good. "Oh fuck, that motherfucker's anorexic." Someone is, like her shoulders are like this big. Okay. Mine is reverse. So okay. you might look at an overweight person and go, oh my gosh, both. I see. I judge on both. No, I, <laughs> I see small people and I'm like, is she eating? Right. I mm. like it. Does she? Right. We, um, it's, it's, uh, we, we, Danny and Travis were in here. Do you know who they are? Danny lost 127 pounds. Oh, that's right. Remarkable story. Beautiful woman. And she, when she was in here, once again, my wife said, my wife saw the video and she goes, oh, does she look too skinny to you? And I'm like, huh, I didn't think of it. So then when I asked her recently, I was like, hey, Danny, did you get too skinny? And she's like, I did get too skinny. Oh, wow. She. Yeah. She's like, I took it overboard. I got like, and and she's like, we got to do another, you know, I'll, I'll come in there and I'll talk to you about it. But yeah, like I just went fucking off the deep end. 
you're like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Me too. I can't wait. Someone's like, how big do you want to be? So when I'm like, Conor McGregor, one pound, <laughs> 25 pounds. No, like I, I never had an interest in being skinny. I don't even like that word. Um, you, you may not have an interest in being skinny, but you love. No, I just want to you be strong love... AF. That's all. But don't you love, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but aren't you kind of addicted to this process now? Uh, yeah. Like you're on a fun, you're on a fucking like. But I'm, I'm addicted to the process, not because I want to be skinny. Like, not, ugh. no, 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 no. And I don't think she's addicted to the, well, and maybe I don't mean to put words into her mouth. I don't think she's addicted. There's a point when, um, I don't know if arrive is the right word. It's There's not, something really be... freaking magical about seeing your body just change right? change yeah and not just physically but just in stuff that you can do it's like breathe it's like tie your yeah, shoes tie your shoe, sit down the simple stuff yeah it's mind-blowing this circles back on that topic that you just talked about a little while ago like it's overwhelming sometimes because your brain hasn't adjusted to this new normal does I, it ever want to go back does it do you, are you tempted at all to just Okay, that's enough. Hell, Take the easy way out. Hell no. Hell no. No way. I don't know if that's the easy Uh-oh. way out. Uh-oh. See? I don't know if that's the easy way out. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> the easy way out. Well, I mean, easy is uh, compared to... He feels horrible eating. right now. He's like, I wish I wouldn't have said <laughs> Yeah, I'm in scramble mode, all right? Give me my second. <laughs> <laughs> Kai, Kai Rainey said that it's harder to be... Um, CrossFit is easier than being 300 and whatever she was, 50 pounds. She's right. Yeah. She's you know, right. um, I knew it was hard um, talking to her, her, but talking to you, man, like I'm, you're transforming me. Oh. Yeah. I read too much of your blog. He's going to make me cry. <laughs> God, what did I you miss? Wouldn't, you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> um, so, and, and so how long did you do the two a days? Oh, I was doing that for a while. A couple months? Yeah. And then now you ramp back up. Now I've ramped it back up. Now I'm back up to five. When you when did did anyone at the gym call you or have any concerns? Like, hey, what are you doing, girl? They did. You know, they were kind of like, "Aren't you coming? Where are you? We're worried. We haven't seen you in a while. What's going on?" And I, somebody that hasn't gone through this kind of a process, doesn't understand that sometimes you just need time to mentally catch up. Remember, you're adjusting to new normals all the time, all the time. When you when you find out that you can do a push up without having to get on your knees, you're like, oh my god! You go home and you're like, <laughs> and and you're just trying to soak it in. And so when things start happening all the time and every day, like it's emotional and it's overwhelming. And when when you when you hear people start giving you compliments, just to have somebody. Um, I remember I started crying the first time a guy held a door open for me. Hmm. But it took losing weight to There's another thing. There's another thing. So I'm a I'm a crazy door opener. Yeah. But if you're if you if I see you moving too slow, you know what I mean? Like if well, I see you down like like <laughs> if Matt's fifteen feet away, I hold the door open for him. Right. Or if you're old as dirt. Yeah. But um but uh <laughs> But just like if someone was moving slow because they were fat, I would just 
not because I have anything against them. I'm not judging them. Nothing like that. But like, I'm not holding the door before you. I'm going to get in line. I'm like, I'm, three people are going to get in line while I wait for you at, yeah. at Starbucks. You know what I mean? When you're, and so people stop doing that shit. You're right. I didn't even think of that. It's funny. Well, they stop being kind. They're just, it's funny yeah, because with, yeah. as, with as often as, mm. and I don't know if Kai was the one that made this analogy or not, but everybody stares, but then at the same time you become invisible. Right. Right. If that, if that makes sense. Right. I don't know if she said that, but that you, I could so see it. Unfortunately, I can see it just in my own behavior. Yeah. Not, and I'm not a mean person. I'm not mean to anyone. I'm not like, like, um, but, uh, if I'm moving, like I'm, I'm moving on a treadmill that's going like this in life and you're yeah. moving on that one, like that. And that's why it's so cool what you did because you've realized that that really is the nature of the world. Yeah. There's like a survival thing going here. And if you don't fucking pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get into that fucking CrossFit gym and do it as terrifying as it is, no fucking way is anyone going to help you. No. But people will help you once you've started. Well, help is available when you're helping yourself, when you're open to it mm -hmm. and you're ready for it. Right. And you've asked for it. Right. Right. What do you think? I just I saw. Um, I don't even do Twitter, but for some reason I get an email telling me all the shit on Twitter. But there was. What do you think about this? The, um, there was a thing I saw yesterday about this model that's taking the world by storm. You hear about it every year, and she's a full-sized woman. Okay. You know. Do you have an opinion on that? Like it's like, hey, come on. Like she's like. The two sides of it are like, yes, we should accept everyone. Another one is like, hey, why are we promoting unhealthy lifestyle? Like. Yeah. Do you, have I, an, do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, and I can I can see it from both ways too. However, if somebody is genuinely happy, oh, okay. Well, here's a, here's a way to look I at like it. This, I like this. I like this. What if I what if I what if I put it back to you like this? I started out a size uh 38. Mm -hmm. We're not talking like a men's 38. We're talking like Yeah, I can't even yeah, yeah, I don't know what that means. You no. mean like you mean like, like you mean like where other women you know how are like other women zeros. are like size zero, yeah, two, yeah. four. Oh, it okay. goes in like yeah. it, it goes in two, four, six, eight, somewhere. Uh -huh. So mine was a thirty-eight, right? Mm -hmm. So what if I was a size thirty-eight and I had gotten down to a size twelve? Can you imagine, first of all, what that would feel like for me? And then to have you say, "Should we be promoting that?" Right. What does that sound like to you? Right, like like it's not good. Like it's not good. Now, if you were to tell me after getting down from a thirty-eight that somehow that wasn't beautiful and good enough, right, is the problem the size twelve person, the model that's proud, right, or is it you? Right, right. It's it's the same. And the same thing happens to CrossFit women, right? Right. Oh, it looks like a man's body. No, that's actually just her DNA yeah. expressing itself when it works hard. That's right. By the way, I had I had. I've talked about her once before and I kind of lost some sleep talking about, but I had a girlfriend who was a size 12. Okay. Oh, she was the best <laughs> next to my wife. I mean, you didn't have to say that. Everybody, it's implied. Everyone knew that thing. Yeah, it's implied. <laughs> I was a young man. She was an old woman. I was 18. She was 23. Scandalous. Taking me to scandalous. school. Um, she was a nurse. <laughs> she was anyway. Uh, 
I didn't even know sizes then, but I just remembered like he, she was a size 12 and I was just like, yeah, perfect. <laughs> I look at like, I look at that question. That a total digression. I had nothing to do with your, uh, your point. Sorry. <laughs> I look at that question kind of like I look at, uh, there's different skill levels in CrossFit, right? You mm-hmm. have your beginners, you have your, your athletes, your competitive athletes. Who's to judge a 12 minute Fran? You right. fucking did it. So you're saying if I am doing it at this level, that somehow it's it's bad. Body sizes are the same way. You're right. going to have 12s. You're going to have sixes. You're going to have fours. Right. And she wasn't drinking a Coke or anything in the ad. She was just, and she is, she was hot. She just wore a yellow bathing suit. So what's wrong with it? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. There you go. Yeah. Matthew. Talk to me. I don't even have to pee. I was gonna say I'm. I was. I was out there. I was. I finished my call at like twelve fifteen. Kind of wrapped some stuff up like twenty. I was like, I'm probably gonna be done pretty quickly or take a pee break or something. And finally, I was like, oh, I guess they're 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 in for the long and haul. You came back in. You must yeah. really like it. You could have just gone and hid in the cafeteria. You came back in. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't. I apologize. I didn't have very much to offer this episode. But you love your job. You always have. You're good looking. You always have something. Yeah. Like, I would have. Yeah. I would have yeah. liked yeah. to have. I'll have to actually go back and watch this one because there's some parts of the story I really missed. I you mean the two hours you weren't in here? That <laughs> was an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever gone to any other gyms besides your own? Your own CrossFit gym? Yeah. Gone to a couple. And and what causes that? Like you're just traveling? Yeah, travel or um, I'm visiting my folks. They live out in a little bit north in Minnesota. And so it could be just not being near my home box. And did you have any anxiety about that? Like, oh, shit. No, I, I think. You're a CrossFitter. No, I, you I know. think once you get past that fear mm-hmm. and once that fear goes away, you can pretty much go anywhere. God, I love driving into gyms. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Too. I'm always scared. Why? Why? Just because, like, I just know it's just going to be, I'm just scared in general. It's a fun scene. Well, that's because you, you, you don't regularly go to classes. <laughs> I'm just scared of CrossFit in general after <laughs> 12 years. <laughs> I think it's fun to see, like, how other gyms do it and just the feel of the groups, you know? Totally. All mm-hmm. the synergy is different and the energy is different. Same language, different expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good good follow-up to the video. Yeah. It'd be great to have you back in here in a year. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. You not be addicted to cocaine. Or... <laughs> you got to have goals here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to say before Matt tells Eric to land the plane? I got one thing, man. Uh, what? No, I was asking what? her. Okay. What, what's your one thing? No, there's one thing that I do here on a regular basis, every single show, and he took that from me. <laughs> Are you glad you came on the show? Oh, yeah. This has just been, this itself is life-changing. It's cool. Good. It's amazing. Thanks for being easy to talk to. Thanks for letting us be candid. Heck, yeah. I haven't seen many guests get him, get him to be like this. Like how? And just really, he very, just he's like very, very mellow and very like lovey dovey. I'm very lovey. I've never seen you so gentle. <laughs> I wasn't gentle. You're in. You're in I was like just beating you're her in, up a you're, minute ago. You're in. It's like a dream state in here. Okay, good. You know, I'd watched a lot of podcasts, listened to a lot of them, coming out here because I'm like, okay, he's very direct and he's very, 
likes to, he's very curious and this wasn't, um, this is not what I remember seeing in a lot of them. Oh, this is so yes. much easier than I <laughs> you, are, you are so dynamic. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God, I can't. <laughs> Big divide. All right, Eric, you ready to do this thing? What thing? Oh, you know. Land that plane. Have you ever made it to an end of a podcast where you heard the plane land? No. <laughs> I swear to God, it gets louder every time. Thank you.